Free Talk Live. You can give us a call at 603-435-1105. Take control of the airwaves. This is uh, this is Mark Edge. And Stephanie. And Taryn. Yeah, we're um, this is the Sunday show. And we've been doing Free Talk Live on Sunday shows here for a while, but... We've changed things up a little bit. We're uh, change is good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the intent is to make this arable for sort of the Sunday show for on radio stations and things like that. Now, not that mm-hmm. it wasn't arable before, but uh, we're we're creating a product to be aired on um, stations across the country. There there seems to be a dearth of programming. On Sunday evenings, and we're going to try to fill that... Uh, wait, wait, wait. A dearth? That's an understatement. You told me there's only one other live radio show that's on Sunday nights. That's correct. There is another <laughs> radio show. It's one. on from 7 to 10 Eastern, and then nothing is live from uh, 10 to midnight. So uh, yeah. you know, somebody, uh, some enterprising listener out there may uh, you know, see that as an opportunity. Well, but, of course, it's it's God's day, and all the conservative clones are at, at church, right? Yeah, they listen then, too. This is it's, you know something that's kind of strange about talk radio. In, in general is, you know, they, they do this issues oriented talk every day from all around the clock. I guess mm-hmm. they Art Bell comes the, the coast to coast comes on at overnights. But both, basically it's it's issues oriented talk all around the clock. Monday through Friday. And then Saturday rolls around and they just assume everybody wants to talk about gardening and home improvement <laughs> shows. And, of course, the, all they want to listen to is the best of shows from the recorded conservative clones during the day or during the week. And that's really what they do. They do some sports. They'll toss in some sports. and mm-hmm. well, basic. Maybe, maybe the program directors don't like to work on the weekends. Do you think they just plug that in? They don't have to. I mean, they can plug in... They, <laughs> the, Free Talk Live, they have this uh, gizmo. It's relatively new, uh, admittedly. It's called the XDS, and it uh, you know you just type in Free Talk Live, and it'll be in, in that time slot that you program it in. You know, it's 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 you're talking about ten minutes of programming, and then it's set to run forever. Wow! So not that wow. big of a deal to put Free Talk Live in on your Sundays. So what do programming guy, guys do anymore? <sighs> Don't get me started. <laughs> they take calls from Ian. <laughs> Is that what they do? Yeah. Well, yeah I, the, the, so the downsizing in the industry has certainly put more programmers on more stations. So you've got a guy who will be running maybe two or three stations. Uh-oh. And he'll be doing mm-hmm. a morning show and being the program director. So program directing has become more and more an afterthought. Most radios, talk radio stations in this country are at least a good portion recorded or not recorded but uh nationally syndicated content so what are you going to do if you're the programmer in poughkeepsie you can't call up a rush and say hey you got to stop talking about the royals uh you know we we don't like them here or whatever it is you can't really tell them how they're going to do their show so you either put them in or you take them off and nobody's going to take off rush limbaugh mostly what a program director does in a nationally syndicated um sort of environment is they decide well which shows do we want and usually they want the bigger shows so, um, free talk live. Hope, hopefully, getting to be one of those those bigger shows one day. But we know, will <laughs> on a hundred stations now. It's not too bad. And so, what we hope to do here is deliver a Sunday product to these these stations so that they have something to air live from seven to ten. That's not that other show that's uh, out there. It's the same situation exists on Saturday, and this is really the reason that Free Talk Live has a hundred radio stations is because nothing at all in the whole nation is live saturday from seven eastern to nine eastern there is another show that comes on from nine to midnight 
on a Saturday night. But that's still nothing. If you're, mm-hmm. I mean, most towns have at least one, if not two, talk stations. So that, that's all you get to choose from is two different programs, and it's a, it's sad. And there's a need there in the marketplace, and I think yes. it's great that Free Talk Live is stepping up to fill that need for people. And I'm very excited to be a part of it. Yep. And Stephanie is going to uh, be my sort of uh, second seat, the way I am to Ian. He, she is going to be here. So yep. I become whole... Mark. Mark becomes Ian, <laughs> and then we cycle. play musical I hope, chairs. <laughs> I hope none of this really happens. <laughs> the cycle is complete. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, you know, the, I, I I'm hoping to create a Free Talk Live spinoff that you know is is kind of uh, you know Ian and I have this uh, this personality conflict that goes on the air and a lot of people like it they call it chemistry <laughs> and they p- people I had that with my ex-wife <laughs> <laughs> it's that kind of chemistry <laughs> but you know if you if you consider that stories uh, movies video games everything that's entertainment out there contains conflict whether it's you know man versus man man versus nature man versus whatever there's always conflict and it's interesting you know Ian and I have a conflict there's no doubt about it but i would like to create a show that is nice nicer and i want to see how that works and that's why you know stephanie's nice and she's here and i want to see how that goes i'm a lover not a fighter well i, I you know <laughs> We'll see how that goes, too. <laughs> After a while of being with Mark on the show, I might change my tune. <laughs> <laughs> so darn aggravating. <laughs> Just kidding, Mark. <laughs> Just too much for you to handle. <laughs> well, I, I had hoped to have um, you know somebody on here to talk to that uh, wanted to call in. But um, I, you know, I guess we, she's not going to be making the telephone call. So let's go on. We can always uh, get back to, to something like that uh, later. Um, it is Porkfest Eve, isn't it? It is. It's a big Aww. deal. You want to talk about Porkfest? Sure. Okay. <laughs> well, I guess Porkfest, for anyone who doesn't know, is the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival, and it's happening this upcoming week. Yeah, this is uh, Pork Porkfest Eve. It's hard to imagine that there's anyone listening right now who doesn't know what Porkfest yeah, is. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I imagine the people who went there early are probably also listening to the sound of our voices, too. But it's basically a camping festival that contains a lot of little sub-events. I guess you could say, and Lots. freedom lovers gathered in the woods and networking with each other, forming connections and relationships and exploring all kinds of different events. I mean, there's everything from Buzz's big gay dance party to the kids carnival to firearms etiquette to humans versus zombies tag and a lot of agorism, right? Um, yeah. People selling and trading and buying things without asking government's permission. So Lots of very exciting stuff going on, but my favorite part is always just making those connections with people when I go to Porkfest, just meeting people who may live in New Hampshire, maybe not, but those who I don't get to spend that much time with ordinarily, but when we all come together for Porkfest, it's a good time. If you've seen it, it's crazy. If you go look at the events, mm-hmm. it's like a cruise ship. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, there's so something many events going, on going off at the same time. The time. You have to choose between, and I, I've just never seen... Too many festivals. I don't ever see anything like that where you have that many choices, except on vacation, I suppose. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I seriously feel like it's a cruise ship, and well, that's the way I describe it. The uh, somebody looked at the history of Burning Man, and the first few festivals kind of apparently mirrored in participation. Huh. Pork fests. Now, I don't know. I'm not claiming the pork fest is going to be this giant event. It's supposed Rogers, to be a thousand people coming. Indeed. I mean, that's big. Yeah. No doubt. But it's nothing. It, it, it's minute compared to Burning Man. <laughs> 
They and, have a whole desert. Yeah, I, well, that's the the other thing is where would they put them? Right. I'm sure Rogers would do their very best to, uh, <laughs> to to create something for those folks, but <laughs> it would be. Challenging if there were two thousand people, wouldn't you agree? Yes, and I hope eventually that Porkfest will move to a private property so that we don't. Rogers to... is private, is it not? Yes, I I kind of mean like a house thing, like somebody's yard or something. That's not a professional campground. There is a property in Keene, New Hampshire, that uh, has been looked oh, at really? for that, um, and it uh, it's it's not cheap, and somebody would have to buy it in the name of a not for profit organization. Otherwise, the taxes would kill you mm. um in in, in Keene, new hampshire the taxes are surreal and oh, one uh, of the highest in the state if not the highest right it, it, depending on how you decide to calculate them mm. the tax rate in Keene isn't the highest because there's another place called berlin or berlin but that they decided to change their name in world war one uh to a, another pronunciation so they call it <laughs> berlin um but, but berlin has a higher tax rate but you can buy a, a place to live there for twenty thousand dollars right so because um, nobody wants to live up in the northmost corner of new hampshire there, there, there are problems with it indeed <laughs> and the you know there are places with higher property values than Keene, so they can have t- lower tax rates but Keene kind of sits in the middle it has a high tax rate and moderate to high property values and it's just incredible ian's got sort of you know, just sort of a hundred year old duplex and he pays six thousand dollars on it crazy uh, i pay half that i live eight miles away right so uh give us a call at, at uh, 603-435-1105 if anything you want to talk about it's free talk live The Ruger LC9, compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection. The LC9 is only slightly larger than the popular Ruger LCP, features a checkered grip frame to provide a secure and comfortable grip, and includes a finger grip extension floor plate. The LC9 also has a dovetailed high-visibility three-dot sight system, blued alloy steel barrel, manual safety, and loaded chamber indicator. The LC9, another innovative American-made product from Ruger. Learn more about the Ruger LC9 at ruger.com LC9. Free Talk Live, 603-435-1105. Go check out freetalklive.com. We have all kinds of listening options for you at listen.freetalklive.com. That's a subdomain of freetalklive.com, listen.freetalklive.com. We've got live streams there. Of course, of course the radio stations, um, there's satellite that give you instructions on how to listen on the free-to-air satellite or the XM the channels that we're on. There's webcam there. The listen lines you can call in and and listen on the listen lines. Tell if, is all if all the only way you can listen is is through a telephone. We've got that for you. And uh, we were discussing uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Is that right? And the uh, our, our expectations for the uh, the fun family event that it is. That's right. Yes. <laughs> so uh, you know we were comparing it during the break during to Burning Man and. I'm not sure if that's an accurate comparison, yeah. because one thing that we were discussing was that at Burning Man, they have a, is it a rule or is it like a etiquette thing where a you more. can't, a more, yes, <laughs> where you cannot sell anything. You're supposed to give things away for free or maybe barter, I guess. Yeah. And it's in the middle of the desert. You got to bring your own water. 
that could get a little bit challenging, I and would imagine. Don't forget the sandstorms that you hide in your tent for eight hours a day. Why? And you wear goggles. Mm. People wear goggles. It sounds pretty miserable to actually no be there. No, yeah, no showers. Um, I mean, the events are cool and the art's cool. Don't get me wrong. But the uh, actual, uh, the, I don't know how to say it, the, how, the comfort level, yeah. I think, would just be miserable. The standard of living. Yeah. It's got to be really low. And I think the point of it is to come together and build basically a temporary city in the middle of the desert. And then the city gets dismantled at the end of the week or whenever Burning Man is over. But, yeah, you really have to bring in a lot of stuff. And so, you know, we were talking about Burning Man versus Pork Fest. And at Burning Man, it's kind of like this very uh, anti-commerce attitude, right? You can't sell anything. You have to trade or bring your own things, make your own arrangements. And at Pork Fest... There's actually a whole section of the campground called Agora Valley, which is dedicated to commerce, you know, buying and selling and trading goods. It makes the event so, so much better. I mean, my wife was oh, yeah. was uh, discussing, you know, what are we going to bring? Because last year we brought a big picnic thing full of stuff. But this year, it's, you know, she's, she's like, well, they're going to be selling all kinds of different food. Why would I pack all that stuff? And it just makes it a lot easier. And by the way, since people don't have to pay the premiums to the government as far as taxes and stuff like that, rates tend to be lower. I, I found Absolutely. that the, uh, I found, I found all the, the costs to be very much in line with uh, things that I consider to be right. reasonable. I've ended out there last year and I made a Pretty good profit. What did you sell? I sold mainly, at that time, I was selling jewelry. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, adjustments. Chiropractic adjustments, adjustments, yeah. I had my table set up. I, I used to be a chiropractor, so I brought it out there and set it up. And I'll, I'll My wife a... asked specifically, is Taryn going to be there? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, she <laughs> likes your adjustment. I don't know. You've closed well, the flap on the tent. I have no idea what happened. <laughs> you know, it's an extra bonus you get for that 25 bucks. <laughs> they used to call that carrying the women of hysteria back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because a lot of it I got paid with uh, like a bag of silver. And at the time, I was like... Mm-hmm. Well, this is kind of cool, but then when silver shot up to $50 an ounce, I was like, well, heck, I just made twice the amount of money <laughs> yep. with this bag of silver sitting around. So, you know, I, I take Bitcoin, silver, and $25. And know, the alternative and, currency aspect makes Porks Vest really interesting, too, because not only are you free to purchase things with Federal Reserve notes, or FRNs, as some people call them, the normal, quote, legal tender, right? Yeah. <laughs> but you can also use things like Bitcoin and things like silver, well, and what I wanted to point out was that so many people complain when I talk to them online that they can't afford to go to Porkfest. And um, that's not really an excuse. it's only $30 for a ticket no, for the whole week. But, you know, driving up. Not yeah. everybody lives in New Hampshire. You can you ride gotta, share. And... There are lots of ride shares going oh, yeah. on from all over the country. Well, my point. Taking off, to, <laughs> taking off work is a big deal. And, yeah. um, you know, the, the campsite isn't cheap, but you can no. share with people. It's amazing it, how cheap. Eating for a week and stuff, but my, my mm. point is is if you can find anything to sell, you can usually make a profit at Porkfest. That kind of takes that excuse out now to have yeah. the vendors there because almost everybody I know is bringing something to sell. And this is not just people like flipping burgers. I mean, there are some very professional organizations that are going to be there. I know someone who's going to be selling Greek food, for instance. He might be on the show later tonight. <laughs> and, you know, he has like 210 pounds of Gyro meat. I mean, that's that takes some pre-planning. That's a lot of, of <laughs> gyros, gyros, heroes, whatever the heck they call them. That's a lot of them. And I had one the last time. And I have this thing against cucumbers. I really hate them. Um, what did they ever do to you, Mark? They're an offensive <laughs> Too fruit. Phallic shape. Too phallic. Yeah. yeah. They they green they infect everything that they touch. <laughs> if, if something touches a cucumber, it tastes like a cucumber. I mean, it's a rude fruit. And, I mean, and you just can't argue that. It no, is a fruit. you can't argue it. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> I thought this was going to be the nice free time. Sorry. Who knew he had such a thing against cucumbers? Yeah. I wonder how many times a show you're going to end up saying that. Uh. <laughs> but he had this... Uh, Tajiki sauce or whatever you put Satsiki on. Tzatziki sauce. Yeah, whatever it's called. And uh, them furners and their stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then he put on there, and I found it to be pleasant. You know, at first I said, leave that off. And, and then I decided, you know, I'm at Porkfest. I should try something new. I have this ethnic conservatism. I was born, like, not wanting to try new things. Mm-hmm. And so every once in a while I'll push my boundaries. In this case, I decided to. And it was very good. I still won't eat a cucumber. But the tzatziki sauce that George makes, I will eat. I don't know about anybody else's. <laughs> To try that on an individual basis. Well, you're you're expanding your horizons, Mark, and yeah, you know, I just love the whole concept of, time. <laughs> of uh, division of labor. Really, it's like when you try to make everything for yourself. Okay, I have to bring my own food, my own water, my own goggles, so that the sand doesn't get into my eyes yep. like a Burning Man. <laughs> it's it gets pretty difficult, and, and not you can't everybody. Plan ahead. No, you can't. You can't anticipate everything that's going to happen, the weather, everything you'll need, and you know, not everybody is good at making food. Not everybody is good at preparing certain things but you know not everybody can do chiropractic adjustments but when you do things like division of labor like happens at pork fest everybody can do the things that they're best at and then other people can trade those goods or services with them and everybody's standard of living increases almost everybody there made some sort of pretty reasonable profit last year Mm -hmm. there was only a few people that didn't sell well and that's free market i mean if you bring something nobody wants it's not going to sell but most everybody did and what was cool was my money went to my friends. Instead mm-hmm. of it going to some campground restaurant or something like that, I'm, I'm paying for other people. Or the people, state. Or the state. <laughs> Instead of it going to the state. And yeah. there's something to be said for that because I'm a lot more generous with it. I, I think I went and bought Amanda's ice cream three or four times. And <laughs> another yeah. thing is people just brought, they did, they did, did some tents that were just kind of uh, yard sale or uh, Yeah, Dale had the general store that was like, Tampons and just, batteries and well, whatever. Well, funny, funny you should mention that because it's not just going to be people selling things. Actually, I'm, I'll be at Porkfest heading up a volunteer organization called Free Aid, which you can learn more about, fr33aid.com. And we're going to be providing volunteer first aid and emergency medical services at Rogers. And it's completely free. That service is freely available to everyone should they need it. We hope nobody gets hurt, of course. Sure. But, but yes. we're also going to be teaching people about CPR so that they can maybe learn to save someone's life in the future. And we have some free pharmacy items that we're giving out. It's like the Agorist Ambulance. spray. Yeah, exactly. The Agorist <laughs> Ambulance. So, and I heard you all have pet care now, right? Or something I, about yes. pet CPR. Or... We do. We have um, Garland pets, and Joan. What? what? <laughs> pet, pet CPR. Did you know you can do well. CPR on a dog I or any pet? I have heard of such a thing, but I, I thought it was kind of a joke. Um, I know. I didn't know. It's I, true. No, it really has works. to be possible, right? Yeah. yeah snout to mouth. <laughs> it has to be possible. <laughs> it that is. Sounds dirty. It's for real. It's mountain, there's actually courses around the country, so I think <laughs> that's do, being offered. You do pet chiropractic. I do. As a matter of fact, my wife had the dog adjusted twice the last time, and um, we're going to, you know, we're bringing Bring group again. Yeah, for the same reason. And uh, they have cool. spines too. Last time I checked. <laughs> Free Talk Live six zero three four three five eleven zero five. You know the Constitution like the back of your hand. You've read books, listened to podcasts, attended lectures, surfed websites, and watched videos. You've made liberty your life's goal. But something seems to be missing. Stickers from LibertyStickers.com. Exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers. That's LibertyStickers.com. But wait. 
There's more. You can buy Liberty Snickers wholesale. Get them for 99 cents each when you put 100 or more in your shopping cart in any combination. Sell them or give them away. They're great for gun shows, flea markets, fairs, outreach, and more. Earn extra money, promote freedom, and spread the word. Need custom stickers, labels, or decals for your organization or business? Liberty Stickers makes them. Go to LibertyStickers.com to order or call 877-873-9626. LibertyStickers.com, the world's most dangerous stickers. Free Talk Live, 603-435-1105. It is a internet-only edition, as I understand it. We are only on the LRN stream and being saved as a, a for a podcast for, at freetalklive.com. And I guess the freetalklive.com stream. And, you know, there's several other websites that carry our stream. So I'm not entirely sure exactly where, where we're being heard. But, uh, you know, basically on, on the interwebs. And I think there are some uh, little community radio stations out there that are, that are carrying the, the show. But they, they take LRN.FM's live stream. It's live in Savannah right now. <coughs> Is it? Well, it's <laughs> nice that somebody picked up uh, free, t- uh, free LRN in Savannah. That hey, is even true. if we're internet only, we still keep it classy. <laughs> <laughs> but you can call in and we can talk about anything you want to talk about at uh, 603-435-1105. That's the in-studio line here. We'll probably change that. I'm certain we'll change that to the 800 number once uh, GCN gets all its blinking boxes switched over to carry us on a uh, Sunday evening. You know the U.S. dollar is devaluing in you can see it happening every day. You know that at some point a new currency will take over. Wouldn't you like to be in on the ground floor of that currency? Bitcoins. They're a decentralized, anonymous internet currency. They're free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. They might end up being that currency that will take over. They've had some problems today, by the way. MT Gox got hacked hacked sword i heard about this and um apparently yeah. there's some kind of issue i don't know for us that aren't tech heads what does that mean mark mtgox is mtgox.com is a website that is integral in the bitcoins movement and uh, they've had some kind of problem i think that they've had some emails and passwords swiped and so they they're encouraging you to go and they're they're cleaning up the issue and there was a big big hit as far as the cost of Bitcoin today, as mm-hmm. I understand it. I don't know whether that was part of the hack-zoring or not. not I don't even know yeah, how, how one properly uses hack-zor in a, in a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, you can learn more about Bitcoins by going to weusecoins.org. It's weusecoins.org. And, you know, we've been chatting so much about Porkfest here, but uh, we, in fact, have a call. And I will take that call now. See, first time pushing the first buttons. First one. Yeah, we'll yeah. yeah. blinking light. Okay, I've got uh, Ty in Memphis. Hey, how you doing, Mark? I, I thought I thought you were actually going out over the air tonight, but uh, I guess nobody's uh, officially carrying you guys yet for this Sunday show. You know, uh, radio stations have such gravitas that if we were on one radio station, it would make it so much more significant. But you know, the I own. I, had a small ownership stake in a radio station in Sarasota, Florida that was on the AM dial. Um, we're actually on that station now, but it's gone through some changes in, um, over time. It's uh, WSRQ, but it was known as WIBQ at the time. Mm. And, you know, I know what the numbers are of listeners. I know that there are only dozens of people listening to a radio <laughs> station and on the AM dial in a mid-sized market in Sarasota, Florida right now. But that would be the the important part. However, we've got five thousand minimum 
podcast listeners at any given time for, t- for just about any given podcast and plus the live streams we have more people listening on a live stream than we would in a uh, at a on an am station in a mid-sized market depending on the am station and they're good too they uh, listen to the whole thing usually yeah, i think i'm a, i'm normally a podcast listener because unfortunately my local talk radio station doesn't carry free talk live even though i've tried to get get somebody to uh start carrying you guys it's the uh, long road you got to take the long approach and they haven't responded positively <laughs> yet but actually what i called about was um you know independence day is coming up fourth of july independence day yep. and i've noticed on several calls not just a free talk live you know there's uh, people call other talk, talk radio shows that i listen to occasionally and uh they confuse a lot of times the the uh, declaration of independence the ideas in the Declaration of Independence with the U.S. Constitution. Mm-hmm. And As a matter of fact, uh, Herman Cain, the presidential candidate that uh, was you know, being hailed as one of the front runners there, um, and the, he, was, he had confused in his uh, – in, uh, what, 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 throwing his hat in the ring, the little speech that he says announcing his uh, presidential run, he confuses – the Declaration of Independence with the Constitution. He says there's a little part of the Constitution that says life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And I say we don't need to rewrite the Constitution. We need to reread the Constitution. Not rewrite the Constitution. Reread the Constitution. And he's really got that black preacher kind of sound to him. And it's awesome. Right? Like The guy has a wonderful voice to listen to. I'm not going to say it. I'm not, and he's the kind of guy that would be cast in the role of president. He looks just like, you know, well, this is our new millennium kind of president here. Put Herman Cain out there. He looks the part, but I, it's kind of funny. In his announcement for the presidency, he's berating people for not rereading the Constitution and then mixes up the rhetorical document with the uh, foundational uh, document. I bet you were the only one who noticed that, Mark. Well, it was it was discussed in an RLC group. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> you know, the thing that gets me is there are there's like 12 years missing in many history books or just glossed over or yep. ignored. That were that uh, the, when the U.S. was under the Articles of Confederation, and uh, you know the Constitution was what 1788, I believe. I thought it was 17. Well, 1789, I think, is adoption. Yeah, I think it's when it was ratified. It was 1789? Okay. And it was just shy of 12 years, and you just hardly ever hear about what happened in those 12 years. What? And uh, I was wondering, there's there's been a lot of uh, talk, or I hear a lot, or read a lot about. Revisionist history, I really hate that term, but it's really looking at history more objectively, you know, like Murray Rothbard's um, uh, America's Great Depression, things yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. I was wondering, have you, has anybody heard of any books that take an objective look at the, the time of U.S. history under the Articles of Confederation? Because one of the big arguments that uh, created the Constitution was this idea that the federal government was not quote-unquote, energetic enough, that it was insufficient. But I think that that actually planted the seeds of empire, and we're, you know, we're suffering under that uh, seed that was germinated I think a lot of people would agree with that. Um, that 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 is the German. That was the seed of empire. Um, I would I would absolutely concur with you. I'm going to leave it to the smartest listeners in the world to uh, to come up with an answer to your question. I haven't read a book like that. Um, I I like the although Ty, I some kind of a good history book out there that covers those years. Yeah, Ty, I learned the same thing in government school that it was like the. 
the government wasn't strong enough, and that's why the Articles of Confederation failed. But I know that Tom Woods, who is a historian and an economist, and he's kind of associated with the Ludwig von Mises Institute, has written a lot about American history. And I do believe I've read some of his stuff that has dealt with the Articles of Confederation or that time period. So I would recommend. If he writes it, I tend to believe it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm that, that much of a. I'm a Woodsian. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I've been asked too many times in this show, well, have you read the Federalist Papers? And so I decided, you know, they've got these books on tape or the audio Vox uh, stuff that I can get on the Internet. I'll put the articles, Confeder- excuse me, the, uh, uh, the Federalist Papers on there and listen to them. Mm-hmm. Have you ever done this, Ty? Well, you know, my favorite is actually another book called The Anti-Federalist Papers. It's kind of ironic uh, that the people who really wanted to continue a federation were, were deemed anti-federalists, sure. and the ones who wanted a national government called themselves the Federalists. It was right. kind of like a political coup. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Patrick Henry, in one of the most famous, quote-unquote, anti-federalist speech, he didn't even like the very first part of the Constitution. He basically said, you know, we the people, where do you get off saying we the people? Shouldn't it be we the states? Well, and <laughs> of course, it didn't include all people. Women were not in that. Black people were three-fifths of a person. So I don't... The, the Indians were, you know, not even oh, counted yeah. at all. They were just supposed to be killed. And people <laughs> that didn't own landowners, um, yeah. or people that didn't own land. I, yeah, the, I was, I've been listening to these Federalist Papers, and it's absolute torture. I, I want to take my Ryobi drill and stick it in my ear. Yeah. The, the, the way that these guys talk is, it's, it sounds, I don't know what it, what it might have been like in 1788 or whatever, but they're talking rings around me to the point that I just can't even understand them. I don't know. I find it very frustrating. Well, also, they also are very polite when they're putting somebody down. You know, they, they do it in a very... Thanks, Ty. uh, 603-435-1105. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Give us a call at 603-435-1105. Talk about whatever you want to talk about. Uh, Ty just called in. We talked about Independence Day. And, uh, well, we'll talk about whatever you want. Also, go to freetalklive.com and check out news.freetalklive.com. We have the, the emailed updates that you can sign up there for. Twitter, Facebook. I'm a fan of the emailed updates because, you know, things in, on Facebook and Twitter, that just kind of I, – I don't know much about anything about Twitter. But Facebook, they kind of zoom by. You know, something can occur on Facebook and you don't know that it's happened. And I, I'm a fan of the email because that way I get the news. And frankly, I do get news about Free Talk Live through <laughs> news.freetalklive.com <laughs> just because, you know, Ian will send it out before he tells me whatever it might be sometimes. So, you know, he's a computer guy and that's how he does things. So anyway. Did you get that memo? Yeah, that's how, that's how memos uh, spread at freetalklive.com. You can, you can uh, get the memo just like I do at uh, news.freetalklive.com. And don't miss the SACL CAI Fun Compound at Porkfest 2011. Get your drink on, play some cornhole. <laughs> the Fun Compound will be the home of Fix Brewing. Get your custom limited run Porkfest commemorative beer mug and fill it with a tasty beverage. Try the Sticky Porcupine, the Molotov Hefe, or even the gluten-free, and that's FR33. 
Also featuring featuring the. Now, can you drink that? You're on this low carb thing. Is that something you can drink? I don't drink alcohol. Okay. Yeah, not just don't enjoy it. Huh. But anyway, back to uh, the Sacral CI fun <laughs> compound. <a> down. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to disappoint. <laughs> let down. You're not going to get me where I'm trying to go with the tall El Osborne, but you can get your lady where she's trying to go. <laughs> if you go to the <laughs> if you go to the fun compound, uh, also featuring the Agoras drinking fountain, wake yourself up with a spicy Bloody Mary or chill out with an ice cold glass of atlas chugged or liberty located directly across from the outdoor stage the fun compound will be the place to party at Porkfest 2011 sacral cai fun compound liquor in the front cornhole in the rear well, i'm sorry i missed that last part <laughs> liquor in the front cornhole in the rear <laughs> what was that again hey it's a game <laughs> it oh is a, it's a rather fun game i, I tend to play a little cornhole myself um, you know i don't want to get drunk when i'm on call for free aid either that's unprofessional what yeah. if someone needs my but help you said you don't drink anyway so it doesn't no. really matter <laughs> my, my chiropractic prices go down during the day they, they go down as you <laughs> drink more alcohol yeah, that's it. get the five buck you know just pass you're, out you're just trying your luck there for five bucks <laughs> i don't know if i'd want a drunk chiropractor working on me Aren't i might end up like facing the, the wrong way the the pirate fest or something i am i'm having uh to promote i'm actually doing a lot of writing these days and i wrote a book called pirates of savannah and, and it's an awesome book. I've got it. I've downloaded it and listened. Oh, yeah, I listened the whole t- whole thing as well. They have. It's I, very historical. You you. It's not just you know people going ah. I mean, it's it's really all about real sort of history. At least you get the feeling that it's real. Well, I tried my hand at fiction. I used to write a lot of nonfiction ebooks, and I decided, okay, I'm going to finally write a novel because most people I talk to have written some sort. You know, they want to write a novel or they're writing a novel, and I finally just did it. And. It was a lot of work. It was a lot of research. I don't really recommend historical fiction because about every hour of writing, you're putting in three of research, you know, to make Jeez. sure. Well, you, you're selling a bunch of history buffs, so mm. they will tear you apart if everything's not right. You know, you're using a word that hasn't been invented in the, you know, for that 50 years time period. So you have to be real careful. With I agree research. with this. I tend to be sort of the history guy on Free Talk Live. Mm. And I'll tell you what, there is no understanding Zero understanding. Uh, somebody will always jump in and say, blah, 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 "You've got this wrong," you know, and uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. nitpick with you. So you, you know, to some extent, I try to stay on track with uh, you know moral ideas and and abstract ideas as opposed to uh, using history. But yes. when I do, there's always somebody who's gonna get me. Well, I'm trying to push this idea to make a fun product that's entertainment. It doesn't beat someone over the head with liberty, but there's a very clear liberty undertone in it. I mean, if you read my book and you get the ideas of liberty a bit, it'll definitely come out. But if you're just reading it and you hand this to you know your mom that doesn't know anything, she's just going to think it's part of the story. I did that. I handed it to my mom. Oh. <laughs> well, good luck <laughs> with that. Who is not necessarily liberty oriented. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's see if she likes it. So uh, I think she. I think she does like that, it. That's kind of the goal. Is I think I could get a lot more stuff into the market just as an entertainment. And, and spread that message. I mean, look how many, gosh, Atlas Shrugged is one of the most mm. read books of all time. And I think that's I could, pretty much hitting everybody over the head. With that and one. and, and <laughs> I think it is. And it's a very difficult read. I don't enjoy that read at all. But what about so like Robert, it, Robert A. Heinlein's books? I mean, a lot of people have come to Liberty through reading sci-fi yeah. and they had, and, they kind of have those ideas, but they maybe don't have a cohesive philosophy yet. But when someone presents them with the ideas of liberty overtly, then they just gravitate to, oh, yeah, I already thought that. Terry Goodkind is another good example. Mm, right. um, he's, he's an objectivist, but he's 
hugely his uh, sort of truth novels are hugely Huge. successful yeah. right. and they're really you know under underlying all of the ideas of liberty you've got to understand that in dealing with uh, books the con- as we were talking earlier conflict is something that's necessary in sort of storytelling to capture people's attention and you know, objectivists can tend to be kind of pro-war so honestly it's great that he's got this whole war thing going on and sort of with the swords and sorcery and it, it, it you know, he puts it all together very and well. I think it's great, but you're also, it's what I'm noticing is it's almost all sci-fi or fantasy writers. There's not too many mm. other kind of writers. So I'm trying to break into young adult and trying to break into stuff that's not being talked about. And, it's a great idea. And I don't really beat my character. Like one of the characters might be a Liberty activist or get it. He's just part of the scene. But he's a very strong voice, you know, where there will be a status character that opposes him and they argue and fight. And it lets me get away with murder in my novels. All right. Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. that's enough for the infomercial. Oh, what about yeah. the, the I'm sorry, Pirate Fest? <laughs> my bad. I thought you were asking. Uh, the Pirate Festival, um, the Pirate Party is a free party. As long as you're in costume, you get as sh- many shots as you want for free from three to five, tent nine on Thursday. If you're not. Bringing a costume. Fest. Oh, yes, excuse me. <laughs> At Pork Port Fest. If you're not bringing a costume, you can earn one by doing shots. We give away patches, hats, hooks, swords, knives. Um, it sounds to me like you're trying to get people drunk. Drunk and just run around as pirates. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's a game plan. And but, what are the uh, times? Five to what? It's three to five. It's an three afternoon on Thursday. So everybody's going to go so take a nap. If you're that. listening to this and you're packing, make sure you bring a pirate hat if you want to drink for free or a patch or something. If not, no big deal. You can get one there for me. Mm. Excellent. Well, you know, <laughs> Porkfest is going to be a fun time. There's no doubt about it. And um, now, Stephanie, we were going to talk about. You've got a story that you're you're going to be trotting out here, and I, I guess do. we'll probably uh, start it out uh, after the next hour. But it's a uh, principle is passing out spankings, not just spankings, birthday spankings. What? Although although he calls them whammies, which. It's crazy. It just adds to the ridiculousness of the okay. story. <laughs> it- I'm very interested in hearing about it. There's no doubt. And I've got a, I've got a call on hold here. I'll uh, be screening oh. uh, d- during the break. But, I wonder um, who it is. I, I don't know. We, we take it right now. Let's just take it right now. <laughs> sure. It's like mystery date. Just choose the door. All right. You're on the line. Hey, this is Bill in Oklahoma. How are you guys doing? Hey, Bill. Hey, Bill. Bill. Uh, yeah, I, I was listening in before you took the last break about the Bitcoin. Uh, it seems like there was a mass exodus. Um, basically, uh, for those that, uh, that don't know, um, like me, uh, Mountain Goats had a, uh, some kind of, uh, uh, vulnerability that allowed, uh, an outsider to get login information on accounts, including, uh, uh, uh username, email, and what's considered the hashed password. Uh, that's not necessarily the password you use to log into your account. It's a, uh, it's an identifier in the database uh, that uh, when you put in a certain pattern of words uh, or symbols, uh, numbers, letters, whatever, uh, you get a um, some garbage back uh, that you don't recognize that's uh, considered the hash. And with the hash, mm. a hacker can go in and use a, a table of sorts to try to guess what your password is. Um, now, is it easier or harder to guess a password if it's uh, sort of normal? Like, if I have got you know Fluffy as my uh, a password, is that easier for them to guess than if I've got fr two one nine capital Z, um, you know that kind of thing? Probably because you have to understand. Well, in the hash world, it's kind of difficult because any particular one hash will have um, x number of uh, combinations 
that would resemble the right password. So if my hash, if I had a four-character uh, hash, uh, my, my password could be anything like dog, cat, gerbil, or monkey, um, then what I would I have to do as a hacker is to try each one separately if, uh, until I can get access to the account. So it, it's, it's, um, it's a hurdle, but not a big hurdle. So um, while there's no... There's no um, immediate concern if your password's over a certain character length, but for those that use simple passwords like a fluffy, then you you would run the, the risk of having your account taken but, uh, because somebody would be able to to figure that out. Through, so they're, uh, they're cons- at this point, though, they're they're aware that somebody has uh, some kind of access to these hash passwords. Yeah, Mountain, so. yeah, Mountain God is down, and it's going to be down for, for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, this is all um, the, the, the sell-off was basically uh, a combination of these couple things. First, wait. Do you have Do you have more on this? Do you want to have more on this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hold the line. Free Talk Live, 603-435-1105. Give us a call. You already know that you can support Free Talk Live and the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund by starting your Amazon or New Egg shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. But did you know that you can also spend bitcoins at Amazon or Newegg? That's right. Start your Amazon or Newegg shopping at spendbitcoins.com, and you can buy just about anything with bitcoins. So if you're using fiat currency, start all your shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. But when you want to spend bitcoins, start all your bitcoin shopping at spendbitcoins.com. That's spendbitcoins.com. Free Talk Live, 603-435-1105. You know, I hear music beds here that I've never heard in my life. Uh, I think <laughs> The I Sunday think, ones are different. Yeah, I think GCN just doesn't use all the... Back when we sent them the music beds long, long ago in they 2004, they, they didn't upload them all. Because I've been listening for five years straight, and it's about three or four beds that repeat. And Ian, <laughs> I remember him saying at one show, he was like, no, man, we have like 100 beds in there. I've never... <laughs> Or maybe GCN wow. doesn't play them all. You're right. You know, I asked Ian about uh, being able to put together my own music beds. Oh, and, uh, I like that and, idea. Yeah, yeah, he didn't. Oh. <laughs> he wants to keep his long hair music. Yeah, he <laughs> considers it branding. And I, yeah. you know, there's there's something to be said it for is. that. It is. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah. So we had uh, Bill in, what, what, Bill, where, who, how? Oklahoma. Oklahoma, oh. that's fine. Oh, my gosh. And you're telling us about Bitcoins. Yes. Um, as I was... Uh, uh, trying to explain that this was um, what's happened today uh, was the second security issue that Bitcoins had in in like the last four days. Um, there was a uh, a uh, I guess the early adopter of Bitcoin had his uh, Bitcoin uh, uh, wallet uh, compromised that had mm. somewhere around twenty five thousand Bitcoins. Yeah, it was a wallet. lot of money, yeah. about a quarter million, half a million dollars, as I understand it. Yes. Half a million dollars of U.S. dollars, if you were to exchange it on the market, um, and that, that happened a few days ago, and, and now you got uh, the, one of the um, uh, the places where you can actually go in and do the trading. Their sites having issues, so um, a lot of the people that um, that were frantic, frantically going uh, and doing the sell-off was not necessarily the big fans of, of uh, or the big proponents of uh, Bitcoin, but. Uh, Speculators were having, uh, were just pulling their hair mm. out. Yeah, yeah, that makes and, sense. Uh, 
of course, the uh, the speculators bailed out uh, before they got the uh, the ending memo saying that, well, we're going to go back and we're going to, when we go back up online here in a few days, we're going to go back to uh, the previous uh, uh, price point of like 1730 before uh, the, the, uh, the sell-off occurred. And the problem there is if you sold off your Bitcoin because you were scared, you just cost yourself a lot of money because the, the, the whole point of Bitcoin is you don't have the ability to take back or rescind transactions. Yeah, Once yeah. that transaction mm-hmm. goes through, um, you're, it's now either in the in the public ready to be bought again, or somebody out now owns your Bitcoin. And so now the, the big ruckus is now a lot of people are out a lot of money um, because of a perceived value, and now Bitcoin, the technology itself, is being is being criticized because of how it was it was actually designed to work which wasn't a flaw to begin with. Well, it, it's designed that a transaction ends when the transaction ends, right? Right. Well, see, in, 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 in Mount Gogh's case, I don't know specifically how their transactions work as far as taking the Bitcoin and turning it over to legal tender uh, or fiat money, because uh, you can do it one of two ways. Obviously, you can do it uh, automatically and let the, the computer uh, do the, 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 the buy and sell orders automatically, uh, funneling out from a, a specific um, account, or you can do it by hand, which you know, you know, you send that orders into an email account, and somebody looks over the mm. account or the email account, looks at the buy sell order, and facilitates it manually. Um, but I'm guessing it uh, in Mount Gook's case, it's the uh, it's uh, the first and not the latter that you know when they go in and do the the sell order, Gook tries to go in there and facilitate, you know, tries to line up a buyer with the seller automatically, um, and that's what has gotten a lot of people upset because now they can't take back their transaction. I, I guess I, I don't even know what to say about it. Um, yeah. you know I mean? I, well, they're losing money if they're selling the Bitcoins at 17 and they paid more for them, but if they bought them when they were $2 a pop, then they're not losing money. Right, but there was basically a crash in the in the in the cost today. I mean, mm-hmm. it went well below seventeen. Oh, I gotcha. Mentioned. It went down to a penny. Oh, I wow. didn't know. That. Okay, can Maybe you still I'll... buy it right now, or do they lock it out? No, it, it's it's restabilized. Mount Gox is down. You cannot exchange on Mount Gox until at least the twentieth of this month. They've already posted a um, an explanation on the website. Um, but during the sell off earlier. Because uh, I was watching it, uh, they have a chart that you can watch in real time how the the, the the transactions are occurring, and I watched that thing tumble all the way down to like four cents yeah. uh, before I stopped watching. But um, uh, other news uh, tech websites reported it went down to a whole penny. Um, easy come, easy go. As far as I'm concerned. Well, for yeah. for us that have not used Bitcoin, can you give me a better idea? How do you actually buy it? Are you saying like it's a penny right now if I wanted to buy it tonight? No. Well, I don't think it's a penny right now. I think it does, the, the, what they've done is they put a freeze on the transaction. But um, think of it as uh, Bitcoin's uh, trading post as the stock exchange. Um, the stock exchange, you go in and you buy a security at, like, you know, say, $1. Um, speculators will, will look at that, at whatever stock you bought, and they'll either say, yes, it's, uh, that's an undervalued stock, uh, it should be worth more, and they buy or they think it's a junk stock, and um, and other people that might have bought in with you was sold out. Well, everybody was on a buying frenzy because of all of the press that, that Bitcoin's gotten. Um, uh, Free Talk Live's talked about it on a number of occasions. It's been uh, covered extensively in talk, uh, 
uh, or excuse me, in uh, tech blogs and tech news sites. So it, it, it piqued uh, curiosity by people who wouldn't have known otherwise what Bitcoin was. Mm. They dived in, bought Bitcoin kind of like a stock, and that's what caused the increase, this whole supply and demand thing. Um, the, uh, the demand went up, so the cost went up. Um, and, and there's a fixed the security, supply. There will only ever be so many bitcoins. That's why they advertise it as free from inflation forever. Well, at this point, they're generating, they're mining them, but you understand how many there will yeah. be at yes. the, in the long run. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, eventually, there's only going to be 21 million bitcoin ever. Uh, once the, once it reaches that 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 threshold, there will never be another bitcoin manufactured or mined again. Um, and that's what's going. And then it's that it's that. Uh, Scarcity that uh, man-made scarcity that's giving the uh, the Bitcoin um, an added value, so to speak. So when somebody buys the Bitcoin at like thirty cents, if if yes, when you got in at, uh, and you see it at seventeen dollars, and you're still wanting it to climb, you're going to hold on to it. But then when you see all everybody start to to uh, to dump it off because they're scared for whatever reason, whether they think that maybe the government's diluting the, 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 the project or if people are just overreacting. Uh, you see the, 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 uh, the sell and buy orders plummet. You try to get in and sell at what you can, can get out of it. But then you suddenly realize after you've done sold it for, you know, maybe a dollar, dollar fifty, that, hey, wait a minute, somebody's going back and artificially inflating the price again at a later date. And you just chipped me out of sixteen dollars. Well, did somebody buy it at that dollar price? Is that right? Yeah. Well, it depends. You know, it's all depend- depends on who's buying and who's selling, right? So, well, if if, if somebody um, sells, does somebody buy? Somebody buys if somebody sells, right? Right. Right. Okay. So, like, well, then how well, how are you going to stop that? How are you going to take that? What are you going to do? Go take a bitcoin from somebody who just yeah, bought it for a dollar? It's a voluntary transaction, right? Well. That's, that's the whole point. We, yeah. we, okay. we, you can't do that. You can't go back and put a freeze on something that's something that's already done and happened. You can't because you can't take it back. Once you made that that sales transaction or the buy order, and once that goes through, you're stuck with it. Right. So well, I don't know how if my, if, is going to go. If MT Gox decides to raise the you know cost of bitcoins to seventeen dollars come Monday morning or whenever they start back up, that doesn't mean that it will stay there. It won't stay there. And if if bitcoins aren't worth seventeen dollars, then they'll go below that. If they're worth more than seventeen dollars, they'll go above that. So I, I don't know exactly. I mean, I can see why these people are upset that they lost money, but I don't know what they have a legitimate complaint. I guess is what I'm trying to, to ascertain right. here. No right. one forced them to sell it. Right. And, and it's just that's that's their big beef, and that's what the whole uh, that's what I've been as far as uh, watching what's going on. I've been watching the posts and responses in the forums, and that's what the biggest beef is: is that they're they're ticked off now because uh, just seller's remorse. Uh, yeah. Oaks is going to reset the price. Keep us updated, Bill. Yeah, appreciate it. Will do, sir. Thank you. That was very informed. Well, I, <laughs> he knows it, a lot about bitcoins. That's well, yeah, you know, I mean, bitcoins are a big deal right now, and I, I'm interested in what what's happening. Obviously, see, this is the kind of thing though. There's going to be bumps in the road. Mm-hmm. Nothing's perfect. This is the first internet currency, and there's going to be some bumps in the road. And I, I have that expectation. It's a risk. I saw it today, and I saw those numbers drop though, and my my stomach did hit the floor. But yeah. I. Was-
Free Talk Live. 800 Whoops, that's the, the 800 number that we normally give out. It's 603-435-1105. Call in and talk about what you want to talk about. And so we're, we're taking calls here on Free Talk Live, live on a Sunday that you're not imagining things. This is great. We're getting a lot of participation. I like it. Yep. There's several people calling. Got one on, uh, one on the hook here now. And the show's flying by. It's almost halfway gone. I know. I'm going to leave soon. I'm sad. I know, Taryn. <laughs> So uh, while you're out there surfing the internet, check out shop.freetalklive.com. You can go through shop.freetalklive.com. You can uh, check out Amazon and Newegg. We have affiliate links there, so it doesn't cost you any more to go there. It's just a great way to send a few bucks to Free Talk Live. Shop.freetalklive.com. And check out gold.freetalklive.com. I don't know if you can buy gold at Amazon, but... Gold.freetalklive.com, probably the best way to get your hands on uh, gold and silver. And, you know, there's been kind of a, a bit of an undercurrent of war between the Bitcoin proponents and the silver proponents uh-huh. uh, in the liberty community. And I'm just interested to see you know, whatever whatever happens. As long as it's not governments issuing currency, I'm, I'm better off with it. Go check it out, gold.freetalklive.com. It's good to have options in the market, I think. And uh, we have with us Zeus calling in from Illinois. Zeus, you there? Hey, Mark. How are you? Uh, not too Hi, bad. Zeus. Hello, Zeus. Stephanie. Stephanie, Taryn. Taryn, over here. Hi, I Zeus. love Zeus's voice. This yeah. is the voice over Zeus, right? <laughs> yep. Yes. <laughs> uh, I wanted to congratulate you all on the new Sunday show. Thank you, sir. Thank you. And uh, on this uh, Bitcoin attack, it's kind of interesting that it happened now because I'm a bit of a skeptic. And I pointed out to Mark just a few days ago off the air that uh, MT Gox, MyBitcoin.com, and so on were kind of link- weak links in the system. Okay. Hmm. Uh, so on that score, I'm going to puff up my chest, slap my hiney, and say, "Told you." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to see how they recover from it because it's not the it's not the the stumbling that uh, really matters. It's not the falling off of the course. It's the getting back on and rewriting it. Sure. So I, I, you know, I, I expect there to be problems along the way, and I, you know, I, I think that that's the only way they're going to figure them out to fix them. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, absolutely. They, the, the next thing they're talking about now is uh, the uh, the virus that's uh, out there hunting. For, I've heard uh, that. Bitcoin. Oh, the malware that There's malware gathers there. bitcoins. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bitcoin so, swiping yeah. malware. It'll take them some time to kind of work out the the kinks in the system. But, now uh, we'll see where it goes. There's different ways to store your bitcoins. You can store them on your computer, which seems to be the most uh, the 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 place where they're in, in the largest danger, it seems. But you could put them on, say, a jump drive and use them through your computer. But when you're done, you take it, you pull it out and put it in a desk drawer or something like that. Mm-hmm. You can give them to one of these big exchanges like mybitcoins.com, mybitcoin, something like that, um, mybitcoinwallet.com. There's all kinds of them out there. and the, you know, Some when, of them are anonymous, right? And some of them are could less. be linked. Yes, less anonymous. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. It, I generally sort of trust experts. Um, <laughs> I would consider them experts, but MT Gox was, were experts. Well, I think it's a risk whenever you're one of the first, the early adopters of a new technology, and Bitcoin is a new technology. There's always some risk involved. And I think, you know, generally as a rule, people pay more, whether that's in time or in money, to adopt a new technology first. Right. So I think. Maybe some of the people who were the early adopters of Bitcoin are kind of feeling this cost at this point. Zeus? Yes. Um, uh, besides the, uh, the Bitcoin attack, um, in honor of your first show, I figured I'd hit you with a bit of a hardball topic. Okay. Uh, Lay it on I us. Had a, <laughs> I had a question uh, for Taryn. Oh, all right. Hey, I have a question for you, too, so go ahead. All right. My question <laughs> is, what are you 
drinking on tonight? <laughs> I'm actually drinking on slow gin. If you look at the webcam, you'll see it. I'll, I'll hold it up here. But Dan Zeus Crane would be proud of you. He would. He, slow gin is hard to find, but they have it in New Hampshire for y'all looking. It stopped being sold, I think, in the '70s, except here. I, can't I couldn't find tell it you. I've, I've heard of it. Uh, slow gin books. Yeah. I was going to say, as opposed to fast gin, <laughs> slow slow's a berry. A slow berry. S L O. Oh. Yeah, I don't know where it's from either, but um, Zeus, can I ask you, I always hear you advertise your ancient coins, and I can't figure out, are those coins actually made of silver or not? Uh, it really depends on the coins. Um, they're, they're not my coins. They actually belong to uh, Ilya Zlobin. He's the one uh, running the site. So um, uh. some of them are bronze. Some of them are uh, different metals. So it really depends on the coin. But they do have silver ones, and I've gotten some silver ones. And, and, and you know, I, I tried to figure it out on the site, and it wasn't. It didn't say what they were made of. They if just you can search you the for silver, then you will get uh, just silver coins. Okay. And they do have, like, like Zeus says, bronze and all different kinds of things. And it's amazing to think that you can hold in your hands, in some cases, a five thousand year old coin. That's um, so cool. I just kind of try, I try to find the ones that are, you know, a few hundred years old. I think that's kind of interesting. But they have ones that are just ancient. Lots of uh, Greek, lots of Roman, lots of Byzantine, lots of uh, you know Assyrian things like that. It's 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 just it's stunning to go to the website. It's uh, trustedcoins.com. <laughs> there you go, <laughs> Zeus. Uh, what's the hardball topic? Uh, recently, there's been an uptick in critics of uh, keen activism at freecane.com. Okay. And uh, during my uh, bantering back and forth with uh, some of these critics, an interesting uh, question kind of came up, which is uh, this. Uh, what do civil disobedience activists ultimately hope to accomplish in keen with their tactics, and is it more or less effective than other types of activism going on elsewhere in the state? And you want me to answer that? I know you have a a different perspective on things. So, yeah, I would definitely like to hear your answer. Mm -hmm. All right. It's an interesting question. Thanks for the call. Yeah, thanks, Zeus. Bye, Zeus. Well, I I don't feel qualified for one to speak for all civil disobedience activists. Especially the ones in Keene, considering you don't live here, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And actually, I don't even really do civil disobedience. Maybe small things, Mm -hmm. you know, like rejecting the census or something like that. But honestly, most of my activism is media. And I think that. For me, anyway, that's my favorite thing is to be able to reach out to people and provide them with the ideas of liberty so mm-hmm. that the ones that are interested will latch on to them. And I think that's the most effective way in my mind to create social change. It, it starts with changing people's hearts and minds or maybe maybe not changing them, but sort of giving them something to gravitate towards that they've always sort of believed but never really been able to articulate. I, I meet a lot of people and... They're kind of like libertarians already, but they just don't know it. So, yeah. and they're certainly not willing to to risk anything big in order to, uh, you right? Know, if they don't. They can't articulate it. I'm different. I I I live a pretty pretty much what I preach. I mean i I don't pay taxes. I don't do you know. I don't participate in the system. I don't. So that's a no licensing civil disobedience. No licensing. And so I run a very risky lifestyle. I think to most people, but the um the flip side is. I don't really go out into a square and invite trouble. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I well, do what I do. And if I get it, you're public. public. I'm yeah. public because I like to encourage other people to step out as well. Yeah, I but think I, it does do that. But I don't go stick my finger in the eye of the tiger. You know, I don't try to encourage it. Now, if it comes down on me, I'll stand up and I hope I have activist support. And I also make a real effort to support other activists in case one day I need their help. Yeah. But... The flip side is you. I just live like a free man. Well, you know, I think that may be one of the things that I think at least some people who do civil disobedience 
are doing it and doing it publicly, breaking what they see as unjust laws publicly and not being embarrassed or ashamed about it because they want to inspire other people to do the same thing. And once it reaches sort of a critical mass where enough people are disobeying these laws, the laws are essentially nullified. Nobody, oh. nobody cares about showing their ankles in public anymore. Yeah, look at down. <laughs> I'll jump in on this uh, when we get back. Yeah, six zero three four three five eleven zero five. Free talk live. Talk Live, 1-800-259-9231. I just gave out the 800 number again. I'm so used to giving that thing out. It's the this. You have to call us on the studio lines at 603-435-1105. You can save that number there that I gave you for next week. Maybe the week after. I don't know oh, when yeah. we're going to go with uh, what GCN's going to have us on, but <laughs> it's relatively soon. While you're waiting... You can go to amp.freetalklive.com and join the Mouseketeer Club here at Free Talk Live. You can get some uh, perks, some benefits for being a, a Free Talk Live amplifier. There's uh, well, there's a podcast that doesn't have any commercials in it. There's uh, a, a BBS forum that you can go and talk to folks in and all kinds of AMP benefits. They'll be articulated for you at amp.freetalklive.com. And you have the comfort of knowing that $3 a month is going to help Free Talk Live advertise, market, and promote. We don't use it for paychecks, hookers, or blow. We just use it to advertise Free Talk Live. And how does a cruise to Bermuda sound? How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me? This cruise isn't just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event's what you want to make of it. There'll certainly be some speeches and a debate. But the boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and a whole bunch more to do. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November, but you would want to reserve your berth now. There's still a few left. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Again, it's cruise.freetalklive.com. Now, we just had a call from Zeus, who is our voiceover guy. (laughs) Thanks for calling in, Zeus. And he was uh, tossing out a hardball for us. And it's basically, he's been on the free, to- free Keen forum, and there, I guess, there's some people who are uh, less than happy with uh, some of the activism that goes on in, in Keen. What else is new? Specifically, <laughs> right, specifically outside the system activism, uh, civil disobedience, that sort of thing. And he asked, and I think this is a prescient question, what is the purpose of civil disobedience in Keene, New Hampshire, and what do they hope to achieve? And not being much of a civil disobedient myself, you know, I have non-cooperated by taking things to court and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I see value in civil disobedience. I think it's best when it's coordinated. And I think that a lot of it has not been coordinated. Um, for instance, the, the 420 celebrations that went on last year where they created a demilitarized zone essentially in Keene Central Square where anybody could smoke marijuana at 420 in the afternoon – they really haven't occurred very much this year. Mm-hmm. There was one that was kind of put together for a photographer for a. Sh- I think there was one today as well. Was, uh, they there haven't they, they have not been going on on a regular basis and sure. and also for instance the people that were you know walking around the uh, county jail they got some arrests there and they mm-hmm. never went back mm-hmm. and if they would if they did go back then you know maybe they could stake a claim but they didn't go back. 
I also think that uh, some of the camera activism, and I think that this is the best sort of civil disobedience that goes on, is it's not even civil disobedience because it's not against the law, but they'll still arrest you and hassle you for it mm-hmm. here in New Hampshire um, and around the country, fr- frankly, that free people should be able to take pictures of bureaucrats, take video of bureaucrats that are uh, um, you know, working for them on public property, on public time, using public vehicles, and mm-hmm. this includes the police. And I feel that it and sometimes they, you know, especially in the courtrooms here in Keene, it just it doesn't always get followed up on. That's, anyway, that's not even necessarily civil disobedience, though, because a lot of times there aren't laws that are prohibiting filming. It's either ostensibly legal to do so or it's just a rule that's made by the Sam, judge that day. Yeah. Sam Dodson went to jail for nearly two months uh, for filming in the lobby of the courtroom. And yeah. I, I felt that if, if they could really stick a flag in that and call it theirs, they would have had a huge victory. The cop watching stuff has really has has been successful here in New Hampshire. Uh, by the way, we didn't do any introductions. This is Mark. Oh. And this is Stephanie. And this is Mandrick. Mandrick is sitting in for the remainder of the show, taking uh, Taryn's place here. You guys kind of do Wheels Off Liberty together? I've done Wheels Off Liberty a a couple of times. I also sponsor the podcast. Um, And I have a good time on on the show when I do it, for sure. But they always have something nice to say about me. We'll talk to you a little little bit more. I want to get to this call that we've got in here. And we've got Sophie from London. Sophie, you there? Hey now, hi Sophie. Uh, hi now, Sophie. I the reason I asked you to call. This is my. This is not. There are no other staged calls, but this one is, and I want everybody to know. You, um, in your, I don't even know how to to, to say these things properly. But uh, in your past life, you were Ziggy, who used to call on a regular basis, and I will. You know, I talked to you online on Facebook and things like that, and so it. You're in existing in my life, ongoing basis. You helped me with show prep. You got me interviews, and um, even sent a couple of advertisers my way. And I bet that there are people out there that kind of say to themselves as they generally do, well, what's happened with Ziggy? Because people say that about all the time about different callers. And so, Sophie, what's happened to Ziggy? Well, I'm having a sex change. Congratulations. Good for you. Yeah. So yeah. What, what, how, what, what brought you to this point? Um, that I can go on as male. It was bugging me all the time, you know, that I couldn't transition. Um, and... You know, I just decided to hell with it and do it. Um, you know, you were always waiting for a, a, a good time to do it, but there's never good, a good time to do it. So, you know, I uh, started to take hormones and um, went on from there. So um, when you, what do you mean by bugging? How, how was it bugging you? Well, since I was um, 11... I have always. I, I, that's when the first time I ever said it to anyone that I wanted to be a girl. Um, and you know, I look at girls, and I, I would, you know, other other men would go, you know, I fancy them, but I would go, I want to be them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, first of all, it's the way they dress, and then later on, it's things to do with the bedroom. Um, I won't go into too many details. Sure. But let's just say that. You know, I want to. My brain, my brain is female, but my my uh, body is male, and that needs needs recorrecting. Yeah, Sophie. First of all, I just want to say thank you so much for talking to our listeners about this and to us about this. I imagine that there are a lot of people out there who 
maybe can relate to you or, or empathize with you and a lot of people out there who also have a lot of questions. And so it's really nice that you're available to answer those questions. And one of them that Mark and I were discussing before the show is basically how, how do you prefer to be addressed? Do you like to, I, I know you introduced yourself as Sophie, but you want people to refer to you as uh, she and her. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Um, I mean, now I'm able to basically, um, if I go into a supermarket, people refer, refer to me as madam. That's until I open my mouth. Um, that's always, unfortunately, a giveaway. It's the hardest thing to, to accomplish a female voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I noticed uh, your Facebook uh, page. You've uh, had some uh, you know, more recent pictures up there, and certainly there have been some changes. And I assume that has something to do with hormones and growing your hair out a bit. But... Um, I, what about are are people having trouble transitioning in their lives because they're not going they're not taking the hormones and stuff right so um, are they having trouble transitioning and you know, slipping up and calling you Ziggy or she or he or whatever Yeah 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 the, the, there are there are a few people like that I mean I forgive them because it, it's not, not easy it's not easy to deal with if a per, if I felt a person was doing it, 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 for, it in a in a way which is mal- uh, uh, nasty then then, then I would um, you know, have a garden for doing so. Is that not happening? Um, oh, sorry. Is that not happening? Um, not with not with people I know. Good. I mean, obviously, I do get the occasional uh, wanker who gives me abuse. <laughs> um, yeah. But you just ignore it. Yeah. You know, if 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 they're so sad that they have to give you a hard time, you know. Oh Indeed. yeah, I completely agree. So, Sophie, how, how do you feel now about now that you've gone through this? Do you feel do you feel complete now? Do you feel that you are who you always no, thought you I were? Still, transition i mean i only started taking hormones almost a year ago mm. um you know i'm still saving up for for um surgery i'm still going through um uh hair removal um no. that's something which a lot of transsexuals actually don't talk about um sure but yeah it, sorry sure um hold the hold the line uh sophie we we're gonna get back to you here um free talk live 603-435-1105 give us a call and talk about anything you want to talk about Four three five eleven oh five. It's Free Talk Live. This live Sunday edition with Mark and Stephanie and Mandrick, and we have been talking to Sophie, formerly the late Ziggy of uh, London, and uh, we've got a lot of questions. Uh, Sophie, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Awesome. Now um, we had previously been asking some questions and you know you were kind of uh saying that every once in a while you got uh, somebody you know making a comment or two uh to you but i imagine that's not the sum total of the the difficulties what are some of the other difficulties you've had to deal with in in transitioning from male to female um i i've actually found it fairly um easy actually i mean the the obviously, um, I mean, I'm a, I'm a student at the moment, so I don't have to worry too much about a job. But there is employment uh, problems. You know, there are equality laws protecting transsexuals now, but you know, employers can still turn you down with some other excuse sure. when they really mean you're a transsexual. 
trans, you know, that they don't want to employ you because you're transsexual. That's one of the problems I've always had with these uh, the, these anti-discrimination laws is that they really don't do anything. It just no. let, it just prevents people some, from getting hired. Yeah, in the they first do place. good legislation. That's all. They just prevent people from finding out why they're not getting hired. Sure. And you can't use the government to change someone's mind and make them more accepting of people who are different than themselves. It just doesn't work. Yeah, would you really want to work for somebody that's bigoted against you? No, no Of course way. not. I don't want to work for a sexist employer. No I'd way. rather work for myself. Sophie? However, so, I mean, I'm also physically disabled, so I, I do find some of the trickier things, like getting your nails done a little harder. You getting have to what? Do these kind of, sorry? Getting what done? Your nails done. Oh, getting one's nails done. Okay. Mm. Yeah, so that's quite important for women, as I'm sure Stephanie will tell you. Uh, <laughs> I haven't painted my nails in years. <laughs> I think I badly need a manicure. Someone want to buy me one? <laughs> there is a manicure. Manicures and pedicures going on at Porkfest. <laughs> you know, Mark has nicer nails than me. <laughs> I give a good foot massage. I don't know if that helps. <laughs> the, the thing is, you have to make it, uh, transsexuals have to make it an extra effort to look feminine. Sure. Um, sure. You know, because obviously, you know, we... You know, most of us just want to be pass ourselves off as, as as women as much as possible. I realize that I'm possibly never going to pass my off myself off completely as a woman, but as long as from a distance people see me as a woman, I don't really care. Yeah, you know, I've I knew at one time a um, a per- person who had been you know is transsexual and had been that way for quite some time, and she was kind of masculine looking, and there was still you know the the beard issue. And so she was a, a male to female transsexual? From male to female, yes. Mm-hmm. And it was obvious, right? Yeah. Um, she was in a relationship with another male to female oh. uh, transsexual that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of interesting seeing one that I, you know, seemed obvious to me, the other one didn't. And, you know, it's, uh, you know, what, what you got you to gotta work with what you got, right? Sure. So you were saying yeah. that you were doing some hair reduction? Sophie? Well, yeah, I mean, if you read any transsexual biography, they never talk about electrolysis or laser hair removal. And that's actually the greatest expense. It, it does run into thousands and thousands of pounds. It can, wow. yeah. Um, the actual surgery is about between five and 10,000 pounds, depending on where you have it in the world. Now, are you going to go all the way through and get the, the parts removed yeah. and stuff like that? Oh, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have the, the, the full thing eventually. Now, yeah. Some people mm-hmm. actually do like, stop a portion of the way through. They're happy with whatever transition they get, and they don't, they don't change the uh, working parts, right? Yeah, but I know plenty like that. And uh, I have to actually say, funny enough, the British government doesn't help with that. Um, there are these things called the Benjamin Standards of Care, um, which are, which are uh, where Clint, uh, people, uh, professionals who, who care for transsexuals, meet every few years for a conference and decide you know, the standard um, standards for um, treating mm-hmm. transsexuals. Mm-hmm. And they've been revised over the years. There's a conference about every three years. Um, and the British government will not treat any transsexual who doesn't want to have the full surgery. They actually, um, uh, you know, put an onus on the surgery, and I actually think that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. Because, um when the you government know, um, gets involved in medicine, there are lots of strings attached. Well, they're paying for it, too. Yeah, including the strings attached to your ovaries, I guess, in this <laughs> in this case. Yeah, yeah. And, and the whole system is it's that you have to be the woman they think you should be, not the woman you are. And yeah. that I find highly offensive. Yeah. So do you have any fear that you're going to, uh, you know, get go the whole way and to decide, you know, I miss those parts? No, I'm not. 
Um, I'm really not. I'm, I mean, to be blunt about it, um, when it came to the bedroom, it was okay for me to get aroused, but I, I couldn't ejaculate. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was because I want, you know, my brain wanted a female orgasm, huh. um, mm-hmm. essentially. And so, will I, you get I one of those? It, sorry, will that be possible? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah, modern surgical techniques. Um, they basically. Oh, I don't know how much. <laughs> Right. And mold a, a clitoris out of it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Hmm. That's great. That's stunning. Um, yeah. Sophie, we were having a discussion on Prometheus Unchained uh, over at fl- flamingfreedom.com earlier this morning about this, this afternoon. And after the show, I, I spoke with Dale, the host, uh, and he was speaking about how oftentimes people who have this done, they feel like it's never enough. Like no matter what they do, they need to keep going further. Oh, oh yes. Oh, yes. I, I knew a, a girl called Gabby and... Um, she she had um, the operation and a lot of facial surgery. Mm. And when I saw her, she looked okay. I mean, she was actually fairly small, so she, you know, looked, you know, if, if I didn't know, I, I wouldn't be able to tell. Um, mm. And she kept having more and more and more surgery, and now she doesn't look too good. Michael mm. Jackson. Um, Is that something you worry about at all? I'm just, I'm just curious. No, no, no. That's good. Um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm at an advantage of most transsexuals, actually, because, I mean, I was born with a physical disability, and so I've always been a freak most of my life. <laughs> you know? and, and so, you know, you develop a thick skin um, about these things. I don't think that makes you um, a freak, though. No, no. Um, I remember a few years ago, I was walking past um, uh, um, uh, a McDonald's, um, uh, in a town nearby, um, late one night after going to the cinema with a few friends, and there was a few chavs giving giving me abuse as I walked past. What's the American word for chav? Sorry. What is the American word for chav? Uh, thug, yob. Okay, oh. um, uh, yob doesn't yeah. mean much to me either. <laughs> I know Just what that means. Young, yeah. tough. It's like a punk. You know, gotcha. Yeah. Some idiots, yeah, basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Juvenile. Gotcha. Um, and I just walked past. I just ignored them. And a friend of mine said, "How did I do that?" And I just said, you know, if, you know, they're the sad ones, not me. Yeah. If, if, you, if you if you have to if you have to make an effort to make someone else's life a misery, then you're the sad one. They're just trying to bring oh, yeah. you down to their miserable level. That's all. Yeah, yeah. They're, you know, they they you know their lives are crappy, so they expect everyone else's life to be crappy. I think they call it tall uh, poppy syndrome or something or other. Now, if um. If if somebody's out there who's uh, struggling with some of these issues, um, like uh, like you were, can you give them any kind of advice that might be able to help them make a decision one way or the other? Yeah, um, it's it's going to be surprising advice. Ignore what other transsexuals say. Um, <laughs> okay. I had a lot. Of tr- yeah, no, I, I'm not. For, um, I I when I try to participate in the transgender community. Um, yeah, basically, you have a lot of transsexuals who like to get on their high horse and tell you how how you should do things. Okay. And if you don't do things, then they get angry at you the way they think things should be done. Mm. And so I I I just I just feel that do what you feel is best. I mean, if if I could, uh, I mean, I would recommend people read Kate Bornstein's book, Gender Outlaw. Kate Bornstein has some very interesting views. Um, she doesn't consider transsexuals to be women, for instance. Um, she considers transsexuals to be of a of a gender of their own. Okay. Um, and uh, she 
she basically she campaigns to bring she he call her describe her as a gender gender anarchist. She 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 believes she she believes that you know this binary gender system which we have is actually holding us back. I actually completely uh, agree with that. Holding us back from what? Well, the, the, basically we have to divide things between you know men and women. You know, but mm-hmm. the, basically it's not that simple. I mean, can you and tell me what's masculine and feminine now? I don't know. I this, this the thing is is I don't deal with these issues on a, on a day to day basis. I, I you know I never do. I don't think about this. I well, I am the gender that I am, and I'm reasonably happy there. So I I can't. I have a very difficult time understanding. I want to care about these issues because other people care about them. But you know, for me, it's like hmm. You know, none of these affect me directly. Let me jump in here, Mark. I I'm female, and I you know I was born female, and always kind of identified with that gender but it's a ball and chain when people expect you to act in accordance with traditional gender roles right sorry you should be able to sew (laughs) yeah i I I can't sew i cook clean do laundry i'm a guy yeah i can't fix a car engine that's for sure sophie thanks for coming on and talking to people about this and and updating uh people with uh, what's going on with you and please call into free talk live when you get a chance 603-435-1105 free talk live Free Talk Live, 603-435-1105. That's 603-435-1105. You can call in, talk about whatever you want to talk about, take control of the, well, not really airwaves, the uh, the internet waves. The, the internets. Yeah. The series of tubes. <laughs> the tubes, yeah. <laughs> it's not something Hollered you just dump something on. <laughs> it's like a truck. <laughs> It's not a big truck. Oh, it's not a big truck. I don't know my memes well. Sorry. <laughs> Nobody gets what we're talking about. The, the internet's like the deep end of the pool. Yeah. What is it? Why is it like the deep end? Of I the... have no idea. I'm just oh. uh, making some kind of because silly little analogy. kids drown well, in it. For for anybody who <laughs> yeah, for anybody like who doesn't understand crocodiles in it. This guy Ted Stevens was a senator from Alaska. I think he actually died. He's dead in a plane crash or something like that. But um, he said something that just showed his ignorance about the internet. A while ago, he said, years back, yeah. it's a series of tubes. <laughs> he was talking about net neutrality, and he said the internet is a series of it's, tubes, it's and sometimes truck, the yeah. tubes get clogged. And for instance, his staff sent him an internet. He meant to say email, but he said his staff sent him an internet on Monday, and he didn't receive it till Wednesday, so the tubes were clogged. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, I, and I'm sure that's the way it was explained to him because you certainly when you people will talk about uh, your internet access as a tube yeah. and how big the tube is, so your bandwidth as a tube. And I think that you know it's a good analogy, no doubt. But I, I, I guess the, <laughs> the the analogy aspect was lost on old Ted. The guy was like 180 when he died or something. So I mean, yeah. Wow. So um, we were talking during the break. You said uh, Stephanie, you wanted to talk about uh, perhaps uh, a little bit more about civil disobedience and uh, the, yeah, what your thoughts were. Well, we did have a call from Zeus a few segments back, and he was asking kind of what is the goal of the civil disobedience that goes on in Keene? What do the people who perform it hope to accomplish? And then we then we had Sophie's call and some other calls, and we got sidetracked. But you know, we were all talking about our view of civil disobedience. And as I said, I don't feel really qualified to speak for anyone else, but personally, I think that the most effective kind of civil disobedience at creating social change is stuff like what was done at the Jefferson Memorial with the organized dancing. I think it's very interesting. Yeah. yeah. And the, what, what's taking place in Orlando as we speak, you know, people are going feeding the homeless. Yep. Just things that, things that really 
speak a message very clearly mm-hmm. and unmistakably and things that pretty much no one can disagree with. Right. And things that are um, somewhat more selfless, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because the 421s, you know, they, they have this uh, selfish aspect and I want to get stoned kind of thing. And, and a lot of people <laughs> can have problems with that. I'm not saying I disagree with the 420 activism. No. I do disagree yeah. with inconsistency. If you're going to do it, find a hill to die on and die on that hill um, or, you know, continue to do your civil disobedience on that hill. So, you know, sure. as the case may be. You know, I the four twenties. A lot of people have asked me about them, and honestly, um, I don't. Smoking pot isn't my interest, so I don't do it. And people ask me about what I think of them. And I, honestly, when the four twenties started happening in Keene back in what was it, two thousand nine? Oh, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, a couple of years ago. Like I late late two thousand nine, I believe. Yeah, yeah, that honestly was one of the most exciting things that I had seen happen in New Hampshire up to that point because it was just the idea of. So many people getting together and openly disobeying what is an unjust law. I mean, I don't smoke pot myself, but I think that there is no justifying putting people in jail for it, hurting them in any way because they choose to light a plant on fire. That's that's patently ridiculous. That's the most basic level. They're lighting a plant on fire and they're going to jail. Mm. And it fires me up, too, because I don't want to be participating in funding that, condoning that, watching it happen to people I consider friends and family. It just hurts society so much. And so I think that it's great to disobey that law because so, you know, the political system hasn't been effective in changing it. You it know? certainly isn't. I mean, it's no. just slow as it could possibly be. And some might make the argument that the medical marijuana advances that you've seen have actually been a step backwards for marijuana legalization. Yeah. In California, it's my understanding that among other organizations that don't want to see full legalization, the medical marijuana dispensaries yes. are giving money to the other side yeah that you know they're they're part of the evil empire now they have a cornered market where you know you go to your doctor you say oh i get headaches and my toe hurts (laughs) and you get yourself a medical marijuana pass and you can do whatever you want and they don't want to see it legalized because at this point they're the only places that can sell it well and it also teaches people to think of it as something that only sick people should have yeah right and it's not can you imagine if you had to get a doctor's prescription to have alcohol no. But it is used in all kinds of medications and has been used for thousands of years. Oh, co- cocaine is an eye anesthetic. I yep. mean, it's the best one out there. <laughs> you can't use lidocaine on someone's eye. So. That much is true. Yeah. So I don't know. I just think it's the wrong way to think about it as something that only sick people should have, no matter how much it may help sick people. Yeah. I, I wanted to comment on the civil disobedience thing because I just, I actually, I've just moved to Keene here a couple of days ago. Awesome. Uh, yeah, new Did you have a place to live by moved? Yeah, yeah I kind of So have. many people move, will move and not have a place to live. I, I have things lined up. Okay. I've, I've thought ahead a little bit, even with Porkfest coming up this week here. Mm. I'll be cooking there. But, but now I, I think, I, I guess people say I do civil disobedience because I, I bake a pastry and I sell it on the internet and I ship it out to people and I don't ask for permission and I do it in my kitchen. You know, between don't people. pay any taxes on that pastry or the money that you make off of it. No, and, and don't to get me, a twenty thousand dollar range hood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it's the same kitchen that I that I've cooked for my you know I cooked for my kids for years. Mm-hmm. You know, and they haven't died. They haven't died yet. So right. I mean, it's not to me. To me, I see it as, as a form of civil disobedience. But at the same time, I I don't see why. For me, it's I don't see why I would even need to ask for permission. It's like hey, it's none of your business. Who wants to buy my food? 
You know, so I guess you could say it's a form of activism, but for me, it's just a form of making a living. And you're open about it. It's not like you're yeah. saying you're hiding it and pretending like you've, uh, you know, your your baklava, your delicious baklava at mandrick.com um, <laughs> is, uh, you know, cooked in some big kitchen by you know a, a big a row of, uh, of, of, uh, of of Greek people making delicious baklava. <laughs> I mean, it's just you in your kitchen, right? Yeah, but even if it was, I mean, I, don't, I would still see what the big deal was. But yeah, it's just me doing all the work from from you know from order to shipping. And uh, and now that I'm in Keene, I mean, my goal is to to do something with like maybe some type of a delivery restaurant or I, I have a lot of things in my mind that I want to do. And mm-hmm. yeah, you could call that civil disobedience. And I guess I could potentially go to jail for doing it, but it, it's ridiculous. Jail really. for it's feeding just, people. Exactly. Yeah. It's now, just food. So you're moving to Keene. Um, you've got a family in Pennsylvania. Yeah. What's what's occurred there? They're, they're still there. Uh, I mean, I'm kind of going through a, a divorce right now. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it really, it, it's it's been... It's a really long story. I've, I've been through a lot, and uh, you know, it's yeah. it's. I have no, I have no hard feelings towards anybody, but at the end of the day, it, it's it's. I just need to be myself, and I, you know, I. It's hard to be yourself when you're not surrounded by support. You know, people that hold the same philosophical views as you. So, have the ideas of liberty destroyed your marriage? I I don't, I don't want to say it like that. I, I just think I'm a completely different. If if I went back in time. Eight years ago, a little eight and a half years ago to when I was getting married and I met myself, I'd have no idea who that person was, really. There's, you know, wow. any anytime you, you adopt a philosophy that fundamentally changes the sure. way you live, and the best thing I can come up with is, uh, you know, some kind of religious conversion. And the fact is that the ideas of liberty are a moral position. So one could call them a religion if one wanted to. Sure. Um, uh, I don't I, think, I, would, I, don't I disagree. Like word, yeah, I don't like the word but, religion. But I think you could if you wanted to. No, I don't think so. I think religion implies a deity or a belief in a faith-based. A faith-based, yeah. yeah. Well, and, think, whereas liberty could be a secular system of morals. So the people that uh, are inside religions don't believe that they're exerting any kind of faith. They, they just believe whatever they believe. But mm. you could hold up as a god some ideal. So truth could be your god or yeah. liberty could be your god. Disagree. I think that's stretching the definition of God. I don't, I, I don't think it <laughs> into is into something unrecognizable. Why don't you go to the UU Church and take a <laughs> take a look at what those people <laughs> do? I mean, it's full of atheists. <laughs> so uh, you know, they 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 run around under the guise of religion. I think that one can do it anyway. It's a moral belief system. Well, we're, we're talking about Mandrick here, and I think Indeed. I think that it, I think it took a lot of courage to do what you did, Mandrick. And yeah. by the way, you also came out as an atheist to your whole family when you were in the middle of a large. Uh, very religious Greek Orthodox family in that in the middle of the most holy week of the of the of the uh, church year, mm-hmm. the holy yeah. week during Easter. So uh, what? How's this been? You know, it's one thing. You know, your your parents and your wife—they're all adults. What What about your kids? That That's really the hardest. Part, obviously, I imagine I mean, it would be. I've spent yeah. more time. You know, I've spent so much time with them. I I just changed my job to a second shift, but when they were born, and so I could be with them all during the day, mm-hmm. and. Um, and with them, and it's really, it's really difficult. And honestly, I, I really went into it in on uh, Stephanie's podcast, Pork Therapy, P O R C Therapy dot com, and it should be available out soon. I went into, we talked about it for about an hour. Yeah, but how can you, how can you be a good example for your kids when you're in an environment where you're completely miserable and your need for acceptance we, is not met? Yeah. Up next, banking, free talk live. Free Talk Live. 
603-435-1105. You know, we're, we're just in here chatting about, uh, George, you're talking about uh, your move up here to New Hampshire. And uh, I think it's, it's, it's very interesting. And, uh, you know, Stephanie, you talked about an article that uh, we've really got to get to. It's about... It's too good not to talk wacky. about. Oh, yeah. Wanking? Well, I, wanking? That's a whole other article. <laughs> no, it's not about wanking, Mark. It's about spanking. <laughs> I'm not even sure what that means. Okay. <laughs> Urban it's, Dictionary, Mark. No, there was uh, another term, though. Ask, ask Sophie what it means. It's like a British word that means masturbation, basically. Yeah, yeah. I think oh. I do that. Anyway, so <laughs> this, all joking aside, this is an awful thing, and I think it will lead to a lot of interesting discussion. So the article is titled, Iowa School Principal Delivers Birthday Spankings to Students by Jessica... Sam Macau at parentdish.com. At most schools, kids and classmates enjoy cupcakes and candy on their birthdays. But at Washington Elementary School in Lynn County, Iowa, Administrator Terry Eisenbarth, 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 Principal Eisenbarth, (laughs) celebrates with a slightly less conventional tradition. Now, the person's name is Terry, so I don't know the gender, if it's a male or female. Obviously, both really bad but it would probably be i don't know i i can't say they would both be really creepy yeah my 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 prejudice goes towards male yeah oh yeah yeah eisenbarth the principal at washington elementary is under fire for spanking kids with a padded hockey stick on their birthdays a tradition he calls whammies whammies oh, so he. he calls yeah there you go whammies yeah it's it's a little euphemism for hitting which is aggression which violates the moral code that I subscribe to. <laughs> is this an elementary school, you said? Elementary, yeah. What does that say about you? Yeah, to have to hit, not have to, to to hit seven-year-old kids on their bottoms. for their birthday. Let me hear a little bit more about this. I want to hear about what, he, what uh, Terry has to say about his whammies. Oh, well, um, he sent a letter to the parents attempting to justify his actions, actually. <laughs> it says <laughs> the, quote, pat on the backside was meant to be a fun way to celebrate after a special announcement on the school intercom, he explains. He sings happy birthday, gives the birthday student a pencil and a calculator, and then a whammy. Yeah. So parent Steve Wiernemort told the newspaper that his seven-year-old, who suffers from post-traumatic stress disorder, quote, did not like it one bit. From the whammy? Uh... I don't know. It doesn't say. Okay. It's not clear. But I could imagine that that would probably be pretty traumatic. A principal, you know, a person who's a lot bigger and older than you, yeah. a person who is in a position of authority compared to you, is using physical force on you. There's no way you can defend yourself. You're a seven-year-old kid. You're, you know, you're much smaller. You don't have the ability to say no. Yeah. You can't opt out. And that's really the big problem. And on top of that, to add insult to injury, I mean, you know... These are the people who are okay being funded by stolen money that's taken forcefully from all the parents and not just the parents, all the people who own property in the town. Yeah, if it was just the parents, it'd be one thing. Yeah, exactly. This guy has to have some kind of sick sexual fetish to do something like this. I mean, that's oh, it's twisted, insane. I wouldn't. I'm not going to go out on a limb here. I I think that the behavior in and of itself isn't that big of a deal if it's a padded thing and he doesn't hit him hard he calls it a pad on the backside i don't but know what i think it oh, does no would you want jack to be hit with a padded it's hockey not acceptable no you no can't it's it. totally, but that's no. the thing is that a you can't opt out because yeah. he's such an authority figure and b that what this does is this uh you know this makes this whole hitting on your birthday thing okay because you remember you know during school this would be there, there's saint patty's day 
There's punch bugs. There's uh, you know your birthday where you get a you know uh, you know however many spankings you get for however old you are, and then a pinch to grow an inch. And these are just sort of uh, you know ways to make violence okay. And could, could absolutely, you imagine, yeah. could you imagine how humiliating that is? Like you know it's coming up. Like my birthday's next month, and you're just dreading that moment when. Oh yeah, because is it a public thing that like they would. Bring the student on a stage or something. Uh, just about, yes. actually. Um, they're, he's on. If they're at the announcements, that, uh, that'd be horrible. As a kid, just you'd be dreading your birthday. What if uh, yeah. old Terry just gave out birthday hugs? Yeah, uh, it I'm asking you like, if you think that is weird. It's a little bit weird, but it's certainly not as bad as spanking. I mean, I, you hit the nail on the head, Mark, when you said that it makes violence okay. Yeah. There are already these ideas in culture yeah. where you know, like. You ever seen football players? They're like, good job, and they smack each other it's on the good butt. Good game. Right? Good game. Good, good, game. good game. They pat each other, smack well, each other. These are men of equals, okay? And yes, it's that, not a child and an adult where there's a definite power dynamic, of and, course. And, you know, I think that, okay, so if I'm playing football and somebody wants to do butt smacking, it's not going to bother me. But that doesn't mean that it wouldn't bother somebody. Sure. And if that if it bothers that person, they should be able to say something. But I my experience was in school that... Kids would actually try to hurt each other with these birthday spankings, oh, yeah. and I don't know if I'm older and this didn't happen to you guys or what, but just you know that these were excuses to hit and yes. to hit, and because you had an excuse, you hit as hard as you could when you had the excuse. Like oh, there's somebody a without free a green one. shirt. It's like an initiation thing with colleges. Well, that's exactly it, because what they're doing is they're repeating the abuse that was done to them. They want to be on the top end of the ladder. They've been on the bottom. They've been on the the side of the abused, and now they want to be the abuser. And this principal is nothing more than a grown-up kid who's doing that. He's just playing out the abuse that was done to him onto these poor little seven-year-olds, and it's disgusting. I don't know. It's, I'm not going to go out on that that limb. What I think that he's doing is is poorly thought out. Um, I, you know, definitely ma- poorly thought out. If he's playing, if he's playing a game with a padded hockey stick or whatever, you know, okay, that's funny, I guess. Um, and if, but but of course, there are kids that can't opt out that want to. Some of the kids just like the attention or whatever. If it's if if we're talking about a pat on the butt, my biggest problem is that it tells other kids. That this is okay. That it's okay to play these punching games, and it's okay to play these smack, uh, spanking games, and and that kind of thing. When somebody doesn't want that on the playground, yeah. I'm not wearing a green shirt because we didn't think about it, and it's okay to you know chase me down and pummel me. No, and it's not okay to complain about it. Like probably if anyone complains, they'll be called a wuss or a sissy or toughen up, develop a thick skin or whatever. And you know, especially with boys, there's this meme in culture where it's not okay. For boys to show emotion unless it's anger. And when they hug each other, Dale says this on Prometheus Unchained all the time. When they hug each other, it's a violent hug. It's like they hit each other while they're hugging. That's not all. Bo- if they hu- hug just, at all. Just for the record, if you see me at Porkfest, uh, I give great hugs and they're not those violent <laughs> hugs at all. I, lo- I love a good hug, all right? Yeah. Ladies. <laughs> see? see? <laughs> you have to, and you have to follow it up. And gentlemen. <laughs> it's the truth. Mark, you want to hug right now? Uh, it'd be fine, but we're doing during a radio break. show. It's, it's, it's not we, real great we'll, for radio. We'll, we'll slow dance during Okay, break. that's fine. <laughs> Cam.freetalklive.com. <laughs> Take a look. We've but, already promoted. It has to happen. But I, I'm, I'm just curious, what need is what needs being met for this for, for this um, principal to be doing this? Like, what, what desire does he's he have? He's probably meeting, whatever needs he's meeting, he's meeting them in a way that's very costly, not only for himself, but for his his students. What do pa- the parents say about this? Well, the parents, uh, let's see. One of the parents said his son, 
who suffered from PTSD did not like it one bit. Um, let's see. So the principal set a le- sent a letter to the parents attempting to justify the actions, and I read that already. The letter also promises to stop the tradition because of discomfort it has caused. That's so an understatement. Apparently somebody is discomforted. Yeah. Members of the school board are deciding whether or not to take action against Eisenbarth. Really? They're deciding? <laughs> you think you, you think mm. he should be fired? Oh, I think absolutely. I think government schools should not exist. Well, <laughs> but that doesn't... That doesn't firing yes. the principal is not going to get rid of this government yes. school. Close them all he down should for be spanking. fired, but he won't be. Okay. So the, uh, you realize another principal is going to take his place, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Free Talk Live, 603-435-1105. Free Talk Live, 603-435-1105. It's Mark. And Stephanie. And Mandrick. And we are bringing the spanking news to you. Oh are you boy. on any medications? Oops. Perhaps spanking medications? <laughs> That's a belt. <laughs> if you're getting your uh, medications at a local pharmacy, you're likely paying more than you have to. There's a better way. Discount prescription services will get your medications at discounts as high as 70% off. And they'll deliver them right to your door. All you have to do is go to meds.freetalklive.com. Click, become a member there on the left-hand side of the page. There's also an 800 number there you can call. Their customer service is excellent. They'll walk you through every step of the way. They do third-party certification to make sure that there's no any of these counterfeit drugs. And you'll save big time. It's meds.freetalklive.com. And going straight to the phones, we've got a spanking expert. Jamie in Oklahoma. Oh, great. Hey, what's going on, guys? Mandrick, Stephanie. Hi, Mark. Howdy. You Hi, love, Jamie. You love Mark, don't you, Jamie? I, I do love Mark. This is, ja- is this is Jamie Crane of the. Hero. I was to say this is Jamie Crane of the Wheels Off Liberty podcast. They have a yeah terrible show. Hey, Jamie, who, oh, who's on. your favorite of the co-hosts on tonight? Mark. Uh, you are Stephanie. Really. Oh, thank you. As is customer, <laughs> as is customary, Wheels Off Liberty. Jamie, what you drinking on tonight? I'm drinking a Bud Light, and guess what, guys? I quit dipping this week, which means like- I'm sitting outside smoking a cigarette right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think the dipping might be better for you. I don't know. Just a guess. I think it's e-cigarettes might be better. Said, Mark. The Let's- dentist told me I had to quit dipping. Gotcha. So I haven't been to the lung doctor yet, so he'll probably tell me to quit smoking. And he will tell you that. E-cigarettes. So, it's the way to go. Vaporstation.com. They'll have them for sale at Porkfest, I believe. Hey, I might buy one of those at Porkfest. Can you put weed in that? I wouldn't be the one to tell you that. I, I'm sure they'll, I'm sure they'll. I'm sure they'll know at the at the vending area. Call them tomorrow when Ian's back. Area? Yeah. What do you think uh, about spanking? You. What do I think about spanking? I, I kind of enjoy it sometimes. <laughs> spanking or about- getting spanked? Which Which one do you enjoy? Because it's fun to spank, but what do you... It just depends on what mood I'm in, you know? Uh, if nice. I want to spank or be spanked. Honestly, guys, I set the record at Hugo High School for the most licks given in one year. <laughs> they spanked at your high school? Yeah, man. We used oh. to get busted for, like, being tardy, for absences, for all kinds of stuff. I think one year I had, like, 174 licks. My in God. One, I'm so sorry. This explains everything, Jamie. I'm gonna get you need a big hug at Porkfest, all right? Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a big hug and I'm gonna pat Mark on his little luscious bottom. I, I it it apparently all these spankings have broken your mind. <laughs> 
did not have. It didn't stop you from being late to school, though, did it, Jamie? No, it did not. But I always chose. We had the option of, like, of after-school detention yeah. and stuff like that, or being spanked, and I always took the licks, man, because first of all, they didn't hurt, you know? It's, they would just, like, kind of tap you on the butt a few times, and you didn't have to stay 30 minutes afterwards, and that meant that the night training that we hid in our cars would still be fresh for us, and we could <laughs> go what? drinking cheap wine after school. What? Night train, dude. What is night train? Night train. I'm on the night train. Oh. Bottoms up. You know. <laughs> that's how I was saying that just now. I, I I don't know. All I can think of is like night soil. Oh, I'm man, confused. You gotta, get, you gotta get down with the with the fine wine of Oklahoma, Mark. Okay. Is I'm it too sh- much of a prude to understand it, this conversation? Is it straight from a box, Jamie? Or is that is it just <laughs> no, a plastic bag? It, it comes in a bottle, but it has a plastic cap, dude. There's no, like, cork or anything on it. So, you know, yeah. one of those deals. All right, know. Jamie. Sit in with I us at free on, sit, sit in with us on Free Talk Live uh, when we get to when you get to Porkfest. Uh, we'd love to have you on the uh, third mic. It'll be a lot of fun. Thanks for calling you in. Really, you really don't want that, Mark. Six zero three four three five eleven zero five. We might be able to squeeze you I, in. Oh, can I give him a quick plug, real quick, Jamie Crane? Uh, he loves getting plugged. Oh, he does. He'll, he'll be getting plugged at Porkfest, I'm sure. But he'll be hosting a we- live edition of Wheels Off Liberty. At Porkfest, I don't. I forget the time, the time, the date, but uh, I'll be on there as well. Excellent. Well, that sounds like a plug for you, then. It does, doesn't it? He <laughs> might have the ask a skirt segment back, and maybe I'll make an appearance. Will you wear a skirt? No, I don't, I don't have to because I am happen. a skirt. You know, according to him, you know his name for yeah. women. Can I should I say that one? What is it? Vaginal remember. Americans. Right. Yes, I was the first. <laughs> God, I was the first vaginal American on Wheels Off Liberty. Congratulations! You did a great job, <laughs> Michael from Connecticut. <laughs> Save us, Hi, Michael. How are you? <laughs> oh. Oh, Hi, Michael. So what are you calling about? <laughs> good. How do I follow Jamie Crane? You have to, you've had to follow me before, and now you have to follow Jamie Crane. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just just hang up. Michael was a regular caller to She Talk Live. She, he, would always, he works at a winery, I believe, and he would always open shop, up a bottle yeah. of wine. Uh, sorry, a wine shop. He would open up a bottle yeah. of wine at the beginning of the show and listen to the show, and then yeah. in the last segment he would call in after he had uh, sufficiently liquored up a little after bit. After I've already completely ruined your show at that point, I believe. <laughs> As is customary. Um, yeah, I thought I want to uh, chime in about civil disobedience. Um, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's kind of appropriate. Uh, we have a, every uh, year we have a July Fourth parade here in town. In and town is I felt that oh here in, uh, I'm in the town of Madison. Okay, uh, right on the coast of Connecticut, and we have a uh, tr- uh, public drinking ordinance here, which uh, mm-hmm. um, which has a potential fine of one hundred dollars, and I. Kind of talked to my neighbors about it and enjoy drinking. He said, "You know, said let's all get together and you know, you know, have a beer or have a glass of wine. Not you know, not go, you know, not go crazy and you know, you know, just you know, have a glass of wine and you know, do a little civil disobedience. You know, it's like something that I thought." Sure. I think it I think it looks a little more classy when you're just having like one glass of wine as opposed to yeah. getting like really rowdy drunk in public and yeah. if you have your beer out of the can that looks better too. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but um you know I I talked to a lot of people about it and a lot of people are you know they're like initially gung ho but then I you know it's funny a lot of people are also suddenly reluctant. You know it's like there's this fear of the uh you know the potential fear of any kind of uh 
you know, retribution. But I mean, in this case, it's just a fine, which, which you know, if you know a thousand of us decided to you know have a glass of wine or, or a bottle of beer, you know, it's like we can all say, you know, no, forget about it. You know, we're not going to pay your fine, and that's why I try to tell people. And, mm. and um, why don't you get up to New Hampshire and do that here, Michael? Because the liquor store, oh, yeah. <laughs> because yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't do the same store. thing, right? You can't run your yeah, business. We, uh, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, it's uh, yeah. You got the state monopoly up there. Unless I can open a wine bar. No, uh, you can sell wine. You can sell beer or wine yeah. in yeah. New Hampshire. Yeah, beer. Yeah. Yeah. They've they've got a but, uh, they've got a vintner here um, in town. Um, this is something I was just talking about with a lot of people, and just um, I think a, I think a lot of people would like to do do you know civil you know something innocuous like that to get people. You know, you know, know liberty-oriented direction. The most common the, civil disobedience in Pennsylvania, from where I'm from, is when deer season starts. All the kids, their parents get them out of school, and it's a like illegal absence. And <laughs> a lot of schools just close. They just make it out. They just oh, really? turn it into a holiday. Oh, yeah. Because nice. it's the first day of deer season, so they know tons <laughs> of kids are going to be out, so they're like, well, just close school. Because it's a, yeah. I mean, I, I don't they know. just gave up. They just gave up. Are you supposed to pull a permit to be able to hunt deer? You're not, it's an illegal, abs- illegal, you know. In no, no, boats. she's talking about the, the oh. hunting of the deer. Oh, hunting licenses. Oh, yeah. Of course they go through all that. But and But do people do that or do they just? They do. Oh, okay. yeah, the majority, yeah. the vast majority do. And if they see, and it's very like, oh, if I see you without a license, I'm going to tell on you. I think the best way to, mm. to hunt deer is probably to have a garden and just shoot them whatever you see. <laughs> a big yard yeah. and a garden? Yeah. Yeah. They'll come Michael? right up to your door. Oh yeah. Anything uh, else to share? Uh, that's all I can think of. But Thanks. <laughs> like twice in one day. Michael, are you coming up to Pork Fest? I am not. No, I wish I could make it, but mm. I. Oh, too bad. Okay, well, maybe yeah, next year. Maybe next year, or some someday in the near future, I might uh, take a drive up to Keene. Sounds great. Well, there's nothing like Pork yeah. Fest. Uh, I've got to say, it's but, true. Uh, if you're going to come, you want to come. You're to pork welcome Fest. to come to Keene and hang out on a social Sundays and uh, a social Sunday, have a beer, or a glass of wine at Vendetta, but uh, nothing like Pork Fest. Michael, thanks for your call. Six zero three four three five eleven zero five. You better make it during this break. <laughs> Free talk live. Free Talk Live. You know, this music bet is not a Free Talk Live music bet that I've heard before. It's anarchy. It's <laughs> just not acceptable. <laughs> it's Mark. And Stephanie. And Mandrick. Uh, last segment of uh, Free Talk Live, live Sunday edition. And uh, let's just go straight to the line here. Make sure we get uh, Brandon from Ohio. Brandon? Hey, Mark. How's it going? Well, absolutely capital. Sunday. How can I help you? <laughs> well, I was uh, I was just giving you guys a call. I wanted to wish you guys all luck at the uh, Pork Fest. Thank you, Brandon. I'm really gutted that I, that I can't make it. I really wanted to come. But I wanted to give you guys, one of you three or maybe somebody else, you guys have to get the roast of Stefan Molyneux on camera so I can watch it on YouTube later. Cause oh, it I'm will be. Totally Libertarians sorry. practically have cameras surgically embedded in their arms. Yeah, well, <laughs> There'll definitely that. be some their, their cameras have cameras. I mean, really. <laughs> yeah. 
it's yeah, true. I, I figured it would. I figured it would be up there, but I just wanted to make sure because I'm I'm missing out. But uh, also, I wanted to call and tell you guys that I'm a delivery driver for a Chinese restaurant here in Dayton, Ohio. Awesome. And uh, yeah, and it's great. You know, tax free, all under the table. I love it. But uh, that's why I listen to you four days a week because I'm driving, and I wanted to be the first to apply to Mendrix restaurant <laughs> as the delivery driver. <laughs> nice. Look at that. I'm looking for a reason to move to New Hampshire, and I am a delivery driver extraordinaire, and I just wanted to extend that. But hey, that's, yeah, that's well, let's for. get the business off the ground, see how well it does, and see what he needs for delivery before you uh, make the make the big move and have the expectation you're going to make uh, a whole bunch of money here. But I'm sure that there's probably positions. Uh, for... Yeah, I, I'm in pork fest mode right now. I'm uh, thinking about my 150 pounds of bacon I got and all this other this <laughs> other stuff. <laughs> so, it is but, pork yeah. fest. Bacon. Yeah, we're well, making it. it port- like you're gonna keep pretty busy. So. Yeah, we're making it porkfest.com. Really, <laughs> now, I've out. got this question. Now, you say you deliver for a Chinese restaurant. Have your tips gone up since gasoline has skyrocketed? I mean, I don't know what people, t- t- you know, d- tip delivery drivers fifteen percent. Well, the prices of the food for the Chinese restaurant probably haven't gone up much because it doesn't rely on gas as much. But mm, you getting it gas to someone's is house built into the prices of food. But food hasn't really gone up that. But restaurant mm. food hasn't gone up that much uh, yet. I beg to differ. You think so? Uh, as someone who's seen those bills. You mentioned that. Well, but but Go the fifteen percent isn't going to make pay for his uh, delivery. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say it's funny you mentioned that because I've been working here for about three years and the prices have not moved until this week. We just got new menus and everything, but, but which even, I was really surprised about. And it seems like our customers are kind of a little PO'd off about that. Even if the restaurant, even if the menu prices don't initially go up, it takes time because you have to print new menus. I, I just know for a fact as someone who's worked in the restaurant industry pretty much all my life, I, I see those those delivery costs, uh, those slips from uh, the delivery companies, and I see products go up. I, I know personally from having ordered for my own personal reasons. The costs have definitely been going up, for sure. But that's wholesale, and yeah. restaurants, see, his customers are not happy about it, and people sure. don't like prices to go up. Restaurants mm-hmm. hold off, and, and businesses hold off as long as they can, yeah. raising their prices. Well, and, then, and they may make the portions smaller, make but portions keep the smaller, prices the They'll the do same. all kinds of things. And uh, they're competing. Tricks. They need to keep an eye on what the other restaurants are doing as well. But he runs an internal business yeah. inside of the restaurant that is right. affected differently. So if the restaurant's uh, you know price goes for you know Mushu Pork, uh, which is the name of my cat, goes from... Um, <laughs> From seven dollars to eight dollars, he's, he's Siamese, and we're celebrating his ethnic heritage. <laughs> so it goes from seven to eight dollars. The fifteen cents that you would get oh, yeah. additionally doesn't cover the gas, uh, you know, to run it ten miles or whatever out to somebody's house. Absolutely so how's not. that affected you in the delivery business? Well, uh, it seems it, it honestly seems like uh, the the tips may, maybe have gone up a little bit, not maybe noticeably. Um, Honestly, as, as as bad as it sounds to say, it kind of just varies from ethnicity groups. Honestly, but they um, it, the, the what do you mean by that? Kind of, kind of evened out. Well, uh, just uh, you know, stereotypically, um, foreigners. Uh, maybe it's not custom in their countries to tip, but uh, it, like for instance, here um, a little north of Dayton, um, there's a high Indian culture um, from India, obviously, and they uh, they they just. Don't don't seem to really bother tipping at all because I get a dollar fifty delivery charge, and I guess they just mm. think that's enough to drive seven miles one way and then seven miles back to the restaurant. Yeah, so, that dollar uh, fifty but, delivery charge might actually be what uh, what's killing you because yeah, um, you know somebody says oh well, looks like that's what they want for it and that's what I'll give them. Do you ever let them well, know that hey usually I I work for tips or something like that I don't get paid salary. 
No, I don't. I don't really. Uh, I don't really mention that too much. But because I mean, for the most part, honestly, as a delivery driver, I make pretty good money. I make definitely higher than minimum wage, or and especially you know, if it's worked. if you're getting paid under the table, that makes a huge difference. And you can listen to FTL oh, at work. It definitely does. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. It definitely makes a, the, the world a difference. And you know, I get to not pay taxes, which I love yeah. as well. That, that's the thing. And, most uh, I don't but, think most people. Does understand. your auto insurance know that you deliver uh, food? Luckily for me, my uh, insurer is my uncle. So uh, that's yeah. your br- insurance broker. <laughs> that's not your insurer. Yeah, correct, correct. Yeah, he is my broker. But uh, yeah, he doesn't seem to. I mean, he knows what I do. And he, he does. To, uh, but uh, well, exactly. see, this is the thing: is, is you can get an if they find out for whatever reason. You if you get into an accident, you got a Domino's thing sitting on the top of your car. You're in big trouble if you don't have well, the. That's also- yeah, no, no uniform, no, no dumb shit on my car. Oh, I'm sorry, I don't uh, know if we can say that. On I think Sunday. we can actually today, so I'm not going to drop you. Um, <laughs> otherwise, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, nothing on my car, no uniform, no shirt. So if I get pulled over, I can just be like, oh yeah, I just have a bunch of Chinese food because I like Chinese food. So. Mm, Chinese you're like food. an independent contractor. You're you're really hungry. I really am. I. I like to call myself the libertarian delivery as well because <laughs> yeah. everywhere I go, I tell people about your guys' show and others. And uh, that's yeah, cool. So, yeah, I, I am. I like how Mark put it. I, it's like a business within the business. I've never really heard it articulated that way, and I really like that. I think I'm going to start using. That. Well, it's tr- it's true <laughs> for so many uh, wait- waiters, waitresses. They do basically the same thing. They get paid what two dollars and fifteen cents an hour, some right. ridiculously low wage, and then they work for tips and. Well, you've <laughs> they're work they're do, they're doing their business, and I I did waiting tables, and I can tell you I wasn't very good at it, but I've got a lot of personality, and that tends to make up for these things. Uh, you know, I, I, what are you going to do? Oh yeah, so, if you can strike up a conversation at the door, the tip I, I feel like grows a little bit, or right. if you comment on like their flowers or their shirt or something. Yeah, mm. they, uh, if they've got a good lawn, I always I, you know. I, Shoot, just a neighbor. I'll comment on it, just because you know people put a lot of work into that kind of thing, and they appreciate it when somebody appreciates something they put a lot of work into. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it was really great talking to you. It looks like I actually have another delivery, so I'm going to run. But you guys have a great time. <laughs> Thanks, Brandon. Fact, I wish I could be there. But I'll I'm see you next year. Get a point right now that next year I will be there. Bye, so, Brandon. Uh, Wonderful. Yeah. See, that's what you try to avoid in talk radio is them actually letting you go. <laughs> oh. Yeah, okay, we want to be. well, I guess if you've got to go, Brandon, I'll let you go. But <laughs> we were really having such a good t- I thought there was a connection, you and me. It's Mark, it's not, it's not you, it's him. Right. <laughs> hey, guys, about tips. This is kind of interesting. I have a friend who, won't, who does not tip. Uh-huh. And this has been a <laughs> I know very... know this person. You know this person, yes. This has been so a, very, a very <laughs> sore point of discussion, including on several public forums, over the last few years. And, you know, I think he actually has some very good points about the system of tipping. I, I definitely give tips. I actually tend to tip. I tend to over tip, like based on the conventional uh, 15%, I usually give at least 20%, you know, mm. if the person wasn't abominably horrible. But, you know, his point is that why should he be responsible for paying a wait- waiter's salary or a hairdresser's salary? And he's not responsible for paying like a shoe salesman's salary or someone who doesn't work on tips. Well, the shoe salesman works on commission. The fact that they put they mm. incorporate the salary into the price as opposed to, uh, you know, re- really what his uh, complaint is, is how the prices of the that service is delivered. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like tips because you're still paying. 
Yes. And you see, if the shoe salesman is good or the shoe salesman is bad, all you have the choice of is not buying the shoes. Mm-hmm. At least not for Whereas him or her. In right. this case, in, in the case of a waiter or waitress, you have the option of getting the shoes or the food uh, and paying based on the service. And- well, and funny enough, though, another point that he always makes is that you know, how does a tip communicate how good the service was or what was good or bad about it? It really doesn't. It absolutely write... does. I think if, if you, you work in you a think... restaurant, oh, absolutely. Well, but for some people, I mean, their, their scale is different. Some people might think 10% is a great tip or it's like average Nobody thinks average 10% service. is a great tip unless uh, they're just starting out. I mean, when, when, when no, you haven't been servers. to a restaurant with when, my family. When somebody <laughs> don't mean, no, it, uh, like she's saying that a tipper as opposed yeah. to a, oh, the tip. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, okay. exactly. I'm sorry. I thought you meant the server. Yeah. No, I mean, just some people are more generous with tips than others you know sure. for instance some people have worked as servers and they will never tip less than 20 percent because they always know that right. it's difficult growing I think up in a restaurant i just oh yeah tipping. if you're gonna <laughs> yeah. tip low for a reason and you have a reason you ought to articulate that reason you I can agree. write it down and you can tell the person absolutely, absolutely um, agree you know generally I, i'm not here to give you a 25 percent tip uh you know 15 <laughs> percent is the the norm and that's what i'm going to do but if i'm going to tip you low i am going to tell you mark's going to give just the tip Thanks for listening. Free Talk Live. <laughs> 